Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brian Gleason. Alongside me, as usual, is my brother and co-host, Jesse Gleason. Hello, everyone. And with us on the line, as usual, is our Florida Connection, Florida Senator Phil Jakes. Different style. I like it. It can't all be awful. Waiting for a rating after this one. Looks like a two-guy band. No, no basis. Oh, keep playing. No, we're good. Don't we can't, stop. We can't run the whole show with this. Was that thing. a good one then? All right. Eight, eight point three. All right, all right. What's the record on this right now? I think eight point three. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. We should have kept track of these, but then again, we'd. There's no use in doing that. So, anyway, we typically start the episodes off with personal updates. I have personal updates for this week because I am going racing back at Thompson this Wednesday, September, what, 15th? I didn't even look at the date. Yeah, nope, 14th. Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. September 14th because we have a double header for the sportsman. We're going to start the show off first feature and then bookend it last feature. It's the only way you can do double features. So I've been buried in my garage for the last few weeks going through my entire car, getting it ready for two features in one night. And uh, I really need to buy a bunch of Gatorade because I know it's going to be taxing, to say the least. So, Pedialyte. That's what we use down here. It's actually really damn good for that. I'm trying to think of the last time I, if I've ever actually run two features in one night. I can't remember. Why is the hangover going to be that good after? It better be. You got Gatorade <laughs> and bananas. The potassium helps. Mm, I just yeah, had you're a banana right. for dinner. <laughs> No comment. Damn. Uh, I, I ate it the long way. Phrasing. I don't think there's any other. Well, you could eat it like. Uh, eat it like a corn, corn cob. on the cob. <laughs> I've never like seen anybody God. do that, but I mean, this is a free country, or at least it's supposed to be, right? Eat it so, with the peel. Oh, man. Even, even That's communist. Even though it's a rudimentary ape will eat, take the banana peel off. Gross. Ugh. Anyway, so yeah, I've been buried in my garage. Just uh, I'm sick of trying things. I'm just gonna go back to what works, and uh, that's what I'm doing. I got I sent a note to my, you know how my scales were bad. I sent an yeah. email to the people who made it. Never heard a thing from them. And how long ago was that? Two weeks. That was two weeks ago. Yeah, not a thing. Yeah, spend nine hundred bucks on scales and never get an answer. Just ran away with it. Thumbs Took up. Or check to Switzerland or whatever. Yeah. Who is who made them? Proform. Don't buy Proform scales. Buy Longacre scales, everyone. They're better. The nine-year-olds in China aren't there to answer the emails currently. The the call center in India is full. That's right. They're working on shoes. Those poor children. I feel bad. They're definitely not working on TCMs. Yeah, because Phil's truck, he can't even get to the damn racetrack. So that's probably Phil's update. No. There's other there's other reasons. There's other bad issues. Florida is fucking Florida. So with with uh, 
what the hell's I'm trying to say here? With the Florida weather forecast, here's Phil. <laughs> it's going to rain yeah, every it, single day. It's going to rain. For the rest of my life. I, I I don't even know what to say. They can't, It rained so much this week, they had to call heavy uh, heavy tow to get the front end loader out of the parking lot at Auburndale. It was so bad. They, they canceled on, I think, Thursday morning before we even had a chance to get to practice. So is what it is. Try again on September 24th. That'll be the next one with the Wheelman series. I think it rains every single time you schedule a race. It, this year has been weird. I mean, obviously Florida rains. It's normal down here. But the way the weather patterns are set up, we've had these fronts that come down and just hang across the state. That's not normal. <laughs> no, it is not. Jesse, do you have the weather forecast for today? In a giant black man's body. What kind of a Friday is this? Freaky! Back to you, Tom. Good evening, everyone. That's coming up this October. I guess there's going to be a Friday. That, oh, no, December is going to be Friday the 13th before uh, Christmas. So we're still working on the sounds here. It's raining sideways. Yeah, yeah, it's Florida. Perfect. Had one. Where is it? Inside out, two miles away. Is there anything we can do for you? Bring me some soup. What kind? Chunky! All right, we'll get on that. I don't see what the... Sounds like Florida. Pretty much. Yep. It's hard to hey, find good sounds these days. It really is. I th I think we actually do have a race on December 13th. What will you guys be doing on December 13th? I will be playing iRacing or, I don't know, sitting and watching football getting fat. I don't know. What it, it'll probably it'll probably rain here. I'm going to be delivering uh, a bunch of useless for junk for Christmas presents. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be up to my ass in Christmas. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty much going to be up to our ass in delivering things. For, for as much as I could complain about all the rain here, I said it earlier today on Facebook, I will take this over the snow any day. Rain is much better than snow, but it's equally as annoying sometimes. Yes. Especially if you work out in it, because then you're wet all day and there's no reprieve, even inside a vehicle. It, it started raining here today at about 10 o'clock this morning. It is still raining. But that's, that's not just pop-up showers i figured florida was good for like a rainstorm one or two hours a day and then it going away just at no, random intervals it's just been absolutely ridiculous here john lozniak he's having the same problem every time he wants to go race rains out yeah i mean we had no rain like what all summer yeah and my grass was dead and uh now we're actually starting to get rain again so now that the grass is just starting to grow right before fall hits so that'll be perfect Brilliant. At least I didn't have to mow the lawn very much. In Florida, it doesn't rain cats and dogs. It rains sharks and alligators. Mosquitoes and snakes. <laughs> oh, God, it's love bug season here right now. I want to burn my house down. I have them inside the house. It's so bad right now. No. <laughs> Invest in a fly swatter and super clean. <laughs> I've just been taking the, the, the... I have two leaf blowers. I have a high-powered one and a low-powered battery one. I just take the little one and just blow the house out. <laughs> Gross. Open the door and blow them out the door. Oh my god! I was going to say, do they are they uh, susceptible to fly traps? And just hang those around the house. Well, they're just two little black bugs joined at the ass, fucking all the time. So I don't, I don't know what you want to do with them. <laughs> Ooh, porn. So they lead a good life. Yeah, baby. Bug, <laughs> yeah. bug, bug porn. <laughs> they're they're annoying. Every, every time I open the garage, like a dozen of them come in, and then I can't get rid of them in the garage. And then when I walk in and out of the garage, they sneak in the house. So. Gross. See, no matter what, every place has its trade-offs. 
That's like here. We have we have uh, weird cycles of bug seasons. There was like stink bugs one year, and then carpenter ants one year, and then the wasps would get in. It's like, where, what's happening? This isn't Noah's Ark. Get out of my house. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to need an ark soon if it keeps raining. Yeah, there's a reason why you don't have any foundations. Is because they would just be pools. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind an indoor pool. <laughs> Take a foundation then. I don't know what to tell you. It would create a sinkhole. You don't have any, you know, you don't need to start one. They'll just happen on their own organically. So as it is Florida, sinkholes are just as popular as everything else. Anyway, so we're going to move on to the second segment of the show now. Are we starting this early or? No, it's the second segment of the show. That's always the second segment of the show. Okay. As is tradition. It. I got to keep some kind of format here. You know, it's, it's all habit. It's all whatever all programming right. in my brain. This so, is going to take a I, while. Okay. So everybody knows. This button's going to be worn out. <laughs> well, we haven't even played the intro yet. No, I know. No, no, no. Okay. So I have a special treat for everybody for this week's Darf comment of the week. It's going to be a good one, too. So uh, that's still, you know what? It's iconic now. I'm kind of used to it. It works for me. All right. Everybody who knows us knows. Well, I'll go into it. This week's Darf Comment of the Week is a very special occasion. As longtime listeners know, we don't do Bubble Wallace comments from racing fans because it's too easy to pick from that topic. It's a low-hanging fruit. And we need better comments than that because we need some better substance for the show. However, this week we are doing something different and off our normal schedule. To celebrate, spoiler alert, Bubba Wallace's win at the Kansas Cup Series race on Sunday, becoming the 18th different cup winner this season. Everybody just tuned out. <laughs> It was, it's literally Darf Christmas. Like, if you go on social media, it's literally Darf Christmas. That's going to be the name of the episode is Darf Christmas. Yeah. Um, Darf Christmas. Yeah. We have compiled the Darf comment of the week, Bubba Wallace edition blowout extravaganza. Oh. Got two of them there. <laughs> I wanted to do, I wanted to kind of mix it up but on on purpose yeah, yeah. we'll move over okay so this features 23 yes 23 I wonder why I picked that number of the best darf offerings from Twitter and I think one or two from Facebook everybody ready <laughs> I can't wait for this this is gonna be awful all Get right some. I have to pull up my photos because I had to screen cap all of these, which, by the way, if you say something stupid on the Internet, uh, that's forever, even if you delete it, because someone definitely is faster than you to the screen cap button. Especially Phil. Especially More Phil. More on that later. More Thank on that you, later. Phil. Thank you, Phil, for all your contributions. Now, I will, <laughs> as I go through these, so I will announce their name, but uh, if I can, I will also try to get their handle but if i don't have the whole handle i won't announce that too okay all right because i usually do that i usually give the handle but this week it's probably going to be mostly names all right first one eric martin says had to borrow a real winner's car wrong Ooh, you suck. crypt keeper at crypt 316 says do it in your own car capital letters hack okay 
Uh, Cedar Posts posted another noose, question mark. Pierre, number one. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Pierre, with a troll icon, says, number one Trubisky fan, says, not deserved. This guy, Jason Luttrell, says, uh, gifted and undeserved, you troll. Um, Buck Fiden, at four, number four, stickers, says, he won't finish on the lead lap next weekend. These are gold. Because there's no explanation. There's no nothing. It's just stupid comments. It's just you take, are... a, you take a dump on a dinner plate and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> no explanation at all. That's all it is. You don't add any substance to whatever it is following it. It's so good. Daryl Monroe says, now he thinks he's the next thing since sliced bread. Just lucky to have some, or just lucky some of the good, in all caps, drivers got taken out early or else he would be mid-pack or or as always, don't all caps here. Don't get your hopes up, and then regular caps. Bubba, three thumbs down emojis. <laughs> Got it. I don't know how he'll recover from that. All right, moving on. All one word. Vegas rotten in parentheses rotting. I don't know what the hell that means. Oh, he's one of these people. Wow, four commas instead of four periods. NASCAR is so woke now. Three commas instead of periods. Maybe Bubba won't have to make things up anymore to be relevant. Thank God I stopped going four years ago. Well, apparently he didn't stop watching. Cody James at K-Y-O-T-I, like the tractor. Coyote James with a Z. Ugh, God. <laughs> Had to move to the better car slash team to finally win. Congrats, though. That's the worst of, you know, congratulations I've ever heard. JMAC at J underscore JMAC, J-M-A-C underscore 89. Here's to hoping post-race inspection finds something illegal. No se que poner. What? That's not real what? Spanish. That's all Spanish, but except for the last word, I don't think. It says Mickey Mouse win. Uh, TK fan at Papa, P-A-P-A, TK fan. Denny let him win. I'm not going to do their handles anymore. This takes too long. How how, more, how far are you up to? <laughs> I don't know, but we're still going. <laughs> NR Vol at VOL says, Congrats, Bubba, on your first real win. Only took you 176 races. Like, that matters. Dominic Konoreski is a name that we recognize from, I think, the New York Sports Show or something like that. Some really shit website. Says, Illegitimate <laughs> win for Bubba Wallace, in my opinion, and then never explains it. That guy's a fucking clown. He's an absolute clown. Oh, he is yeah. the king of bad takes. We should just use him every week because he's good for a Darf comment every week. Yep. <laughs> Intimidator21 eagle emoji says, Get out of Toyota ASAP, Kyle Bush. You're clearly not a priority as your cars continue to fail. Teammates continually finish ahead of you. And even Wallace is being given better equipment. Well, I don't know why he wouldn't be. Uh, time to make them all pay in your new Chevy ride, Rowdy Nation. Moving on. Cy or Kai McClanahan. All caps, the whole thing. This race was stolen. I haven't seen anything more rigged than the votes from 3 a.m. All caps is autopilot for cool. Yeah. Teresa, J we're still going, by the way, because we never do these, so I'm doing them all. Okay. Teresa James says NASCAR was going to do anything to get Bubba in if they didn't there wrong there would have been hell to pay and NASCAR would have been called racist. Uh, Matt Hazel Hamlin backed off and let this joke of a driver win. 
person named Mystery Fiction. Ooh, what got me? Uh, nothing new here. What NASCAR wants, NASCAR makes happen. With NFL starting, people care less than ever about NASCAR. Got to fight for some page two headlines. Chris Shirley with a uh, four-leaf clover emoji says, No, Token Wallace <laughs> ooh, has been racing for six years and has one real win. Even a blind dog finds a bone sometimes. Don Van well, Kirk. creative. Don, yeah, it's a new one. Don Van Kirk says, was it just me or did anyone else notice Bubba give the black power fist to the fans as he was walking up the track to get the flag? Uh, or he was fist pumping because he was I, excited. I guess, I guess we've all given the black, black power fist when we've won too, right? I must have done it way more than I realized. Uh, wonder if NASCAR will find him or even say anything. Good God. Erndu9 says, still won't be a champion driver. Oh, you got him. Now, okay, this is the last one. We finally made it through. Okay, we, we're, we're sick of DARFs, okay? This was the best one. This one made me laugh the most. Is this the bonus one? Nope. Okay. Sam Hall at SamH8876 says, best 9-11 ever because of Bubba heart face emoji. I was... <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed replies guaranteed replies expert troll kudos to you sam hall you're not a darf i just loved your troll comment so i added you to the list <laughs> sorry that just got me right so those okay let me get back here for my notes so to all our darfs out there masking their obvious <laughs> blatant racism half the time not not all of them with phrases like i don't just i just don't like his personality i have lots of black friends <laughs> uh, i've seen a lot of those comments and then those who they'll not compare them to someone else they don't like for their air quotes personality as well you know like if these people really didn't care yeah. then why comment well the problem is, you know? is let me tell you the problem is i'll be quick with this okay mm -hmm. i promise he was, he, if you listen to him on Stacking Pennies, he was interviewed a couple weeks ago on Stacking Pennies, and he was actually really good. Yeah. He was chumming it up, making jokes. He was very lighthearted and whatnot, and it seemed like a bro, you know? But yeah. that's because he grew up with Corey LaJoy, and they used to go to high school together and, and ride cars together, you know, to and, from, to and from school with, you know, another legacy, Ryan Blaney, which. Yeah, they're all about the same era. You know, so. They all came up through Arca and Canaan and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, okay, so I get it. So maybe, you know, maybe he's got a, a personality that takes like five years to get to know him or something. Okay, I'll give you that. But when you when you do and say things in the past that kind of, you know, with the whole BLM thing and uh, all the other stuff, uh, you can't really fight racism with racism. So that's kind of part one. And then part two is... Okay, you kind of calm down on it, but I would like to see him be a little bit more, uh, a little more friendlier, a little, you know, bring his real personality out instead of being so damn serious all the time. Like when he shoved Jeff Gordon aside, said, "Now we ain't talking." When when they were interviewing him before, and uh, a few so he just things. needs to be more fun. So I mean, he he was really like downright rude to the media and stuff. Hmm. So I was like, oh well, this guy's kind of a dick. So if you're going to be controversial and then be a dick sometimes. There hasn't been enough like good things to offset it, that that uh, that bring out like a a way to for fans to relate to him, you know. Yeah, but why does uh, this guy get this much hate? Mikhail Bush doesn't. 
Kyle Bush gets that much hate. He gets a lot of hate. You got to count the comments to count the hate sometimes. Well, because... did you hear the fans when he blew up last week before? Yeah, but they don't comment on the same level. If he wins, they don't care. Well, they do kind of comment. They do no. make comments, but I mean, when you have stuff like that with the political thing, it's a lot more pro- uh, polarizing. Is it political, though, if to, to, for human rights issues, though? Yes, BLM. Yeah, because, well, they well, BLM were, is a political organization, but he wasn't saying well, join BLM. No, but I mean, it was supporting with, and they burned cities down and things like that, that people will. He never he never wore a shirt or said support this specific organization that's committing terrorist acts. Yeah, but that's a statement. It's not saying this is my political organization that I belong to or you it's should donate money to It's also not necessarily his choice what's on his car. Sometimes, yeah, but. Yeah, I know, but, uh, you know. My my biggest okay. thing is I, I don't have a problem with having a chip on his shoulder because he's had his back against the wall his entire career solely because of the color of his skin, and that's not fair to him. No, it's, he, not, it's not fair. I've but met I mean, him a couple times, and he's a really decent, just down-to-earth, will stand there and chat with you guy. I know, I, but I'm, I'm talking about the fan perception. They don't really they didn't really get that Like when he was running truck races. I mean, he won a few truck races. And stuff. Yeah, but he was a lot less. I don't remember him getting. I don't remember getting a lot of hate for when he was running trucks, though. He was also a yeah, lot he, less high profile. Like I don't. I still. Know. I do see a little bit of Raja Karuth hate, but it's because he's not as high profile. I mean, when you're in a Cup Series, now you're high profile. Everything's under a microscope for any sort of specific, you know, scrutiny and all this other shit. So, yeah. um, again, you're gonna get I, more shit when you're higher profile. I'll, I'll make a football parallel to this. Baker Mayfield played with the Cleveland Browns last year. Social media over him. He he's not the greatest, but he's an average quarterback. Very. He he's. I would put him on a Matt Ryan type level. He could probably get no. them into the like. Who <laughs> knew? Matt Ryan. It's your opinion, though. Go ahead. Matt Ryan fails in big pressure situations, and that's uh, where the, yeah, you're right. But he can also that's get his where team the parallel is to me, but. Matt Ryan so, can actually get his team to the Super Bowl and then fail. That's my thing. So <laughs> Baker Mayfield never had a coach, but he's also too full of himself. But yeah, just like Bubba, Baker Mayfield got thrown into a ton of commercials. He was all over TV. He was all through the media, constantly being shoved in people's faces, and people got sick of him. I totally understand that. But at the same time, it's unjustified hate to me. If you don't like it, change the channel. If you don't like what you're looking, keep scrolling. Shut the fuck up. I just see a lot of it as being kind of ridiculous. Like, a lot of it is ridiculous. Yeah. A lot of it is, but you have to have extreme ownership because you just, you can't just be totally innocent as far as, oh, people don't hate, people hate me for no reason. No, there's there are reasons for it. And it's not just all one way or another. It's very complicated, and you have to take ownership with the actions that you do. You know, I mean, my problem don't is like, oh, there's, there are people that don't like you, or people that don't like me either. My you problem, know, and I know yeah. what it is. My and problem I, with, oh, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. That's Jesus. okay, and I just, I just take ownership. Of it, you know, yeah, that's what family does. My whole problem is, is, is like it's a set of issues that you can allow people to have their own ideas about and just kind of let it go. Like you don't have to let it be a source of complete anger and hatred it's just kind of ridiculous to me you know it's it's like yes he is a black individual and i'm not so he might have had a different experience in life than i have i don't know that 
I've asked people about their experiences and I've gotten different responses. So yeah. it's like, well, okay, well, maybe these issues are actually kind of important to him. And he doesn't really care about the political aspect of it. He just says, okay, this is an overreaching statement. Maybe I'll use this to gain attention to try to make people better. I don't know. And that'd be fine if he had a personality to back it up because they'd make it a lot more relatable. And so, like, hey, I hear what that guy's saying. I like that guy. Maybe he's just not comfortable I, in you know? talking so, about it, like in a I, public I, setting or something. I yeah, don't, I was really going to say he does have a pretty decent personality, really outgoing. It was really good on Stack of Pennies. He was he's a likable dude. Shit on so much that he's probably just hiding in his shell, and he's trying to find the comfort, like Brent said again. It's, to, to be himself in the media and to, to show the world who he truly is. It's a situation where he's... I don't blame him. Yeah. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's kind of the situation where you you can't... It's like you, you can't read the comments, and I think he's the kind of guy who cares enough to read the comments, and that kind of beats him up. So it's like, if you and, don't... And remember, yeah. a lot, and remember, a lot of people take things out of context... Because fifty four percent of Americans are <laughs> illiterate and they are only are able to read at a sixth grade level. Uh, <laughs> Social media gives people a platform platform that do not deserve a platform. I that mean, is the biggest problem in this world today. Yeah, I mean, if it if it's not one thing, it's the next. They'll find something else to be so. angry about. He wore the he wore the I can't breathe T shirt, but he never kneeled for the anthem. He stood for it. Yeah. So they. He wore the an American flag mask. Yeah, when 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 they at Talladega when all that happened, which by the way, that he had nothing to do with the the new situation. Unquote, news. Yeah, he didn't. It, it, it he didn't even know until the next day he was told. It, like like they right. told him about it after they had started investigating already. Right. People and, just have blind hate. And his race car was right away and blue to commemorate the nine eleven attacks this time too. So it was cool. You have to, you know, you just have to take things at the face level. You know. Yeah, it's just it's uh, have some yeah have some common sense and and have some uh have some kind of like way to process information. The problem with a lot of these comments is that people will spew this kind of anger for whatever reason, but they won't justify it. Like they won't explain anything behind it. They won't go into detail as to how they came up with this sort of, you know, overarching. I don't even know what I'm saying. It's the pigeon. It's the pigeon analogy that you play chess and and if you beat the pigeon, they just shit all. Like I just, I just want people to explain where they're coming from. I want if you have an opinion, like. He doesn't deserve it. Okay, explain. Explain why he doesn't. Please go into very great detail. Oh, it was rigged. Okay, prove it. Please explain to me how. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, please explain your viewpoint because you can have power in explaining your viewpoint. You'll actually have a point to prove if you can explain your viewpoint. And companies will have will have the companies will like hate clicks. So you're all just kind of promoting it anyway. So right, it's not going to matter. You're doing nothing positive. You know what I mean? My favorite one out of all of them was that he he had to drive another car with another team. No, you dumbass. It's his car, his team, his crew chief, his spotter. It's everything. It's just got a number 45 on it for the owner's championship. That's yeah. all they did is change the number. It's his sponsors. It's everything. Because Kurt Busch had won his way into the playoffs, which in turn, yes, there is a separate thing called the owner's playoffs, which has specific incentives through NASCAR for owner's points and stuff like that. So when Kurt got hurt, won't come back, the car number, which is technically the team, is still eligible for the owner playoffs. Now, do you stick the new kid in there to take care of that? Or do you stick the guy in who's got a couple years cup experience and has raced this car all year? 
who won the race and who wrecked their car this weekend. Right. They made the right choice. See, so the, they the moved on. The championship is going to confuse people because 54% of Americans <laughs> are illiterate at a, at a, at a, and can only read at a sixth grade level. Hey, so, guess what? Now Bubba Wallace has the 45 car locked into the next round in owner's championship. See, so now I'm did confused. it pay off? <laughs> it did pay off. For them, that's a great business choice because now they've moved on. That's another thing they can use as uh, sort of marketing and trying to get sponsorship. So I'm going to be confused after Bristol, I see. <laughs> let's, let's so, all right. Potato. Let's wrap this up. Get it on. With okay, it. so being angry to the point of feeling your negative opinion absolutely needs to be heard. I definitely question your motives if you don't explain it. And for that, 22 of the 23 of you, since the last one was just a great troll job, and I salute you for that, you all win our award for DARF Comments of the Week. And please stop making other race fans look bad because it's a lot of you doing it. Stop being the worst fan base in all of sports and learn something for God's sakes. Like the owner's points thing and all this other nonsense. Pick uh, up a book and read. Side note, the only thing that I learned is that Kurt Busch can win a race per year with the same equipment, put up similar stats, and that's fine because he's a veteran racer and champion, but Bubba puts up basically the same thing. And it's immediate downplaying by the fan base and anger, uh, but at least he doesn't have a DUI. So. Right. <laughs> There's that. I had to poke that one in there. All right, by the way, um, I have a bonus Darf comment of the week that's off this topic. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh over that, but um, play it. You know you want it's to. It's a joke. It's all a joke. What? It's, it's off topic. I have to go with something else because I said we don't do the Bubba things anymore. So I did a normal one also. You want content? Play the song. <laughs> Play it. Out of anger, he plays it. <laughs> Out of sheer spite, here is a bonus Darf comment of the week. Just because I want to. Now, this pertains to... The announcement that NASCAR made about, uh, let's see, the all-star race going to North Wilkesboro in 2023. We'll talk about that later. Couch Racer on Twitter, which is literally... That's a great name. Um, <laughs> Freddie Kraft. It's Freddie Kraft and what's-his-face, Brett Griffin. Yeah. That's their yeah. business. Yeah. They tweeted, the hardest ticket to get for 2023 might be a surprise. Eye-popping emoji. And this guy, <laughs> holy crap. Here we go. John Haas, like Haas Automotive, like Stuart Haas, at John Haas 1984, quote, Marcus, Marcus Smith says at Marcus SMI, needs to go to fucking hell because their all-star race does not belong at North Wilkesboro or any other NASCAR Cup Series racetrack ever, and fuck Dale Jr. and Martinsville, or what, not Martinsville, uh, North Wilkesboro for this shit, NASCAR Truck Series and Xfinity Series only, and SRX. Hashtag NASCAR. That guy's a gem. <laughs> Why? When, I, when I saw that, I was dying. This guy. You're the lowest form of life on Earth. He's so angry over the fact that the All-Star race went to North Wilkesboro. The All-Star race that's been tanking and no one gives a shit about. Right. If they left it at Charlotte, it might still have a little bit of relevance just because it was Jesus there forever. But Christ. <laughs> the All-Star race needs to be in North Carolina. Anyway. Oh, man. it's Yeah, it should be Correct. in North Carolina. I agree. And where is North Wilkesboro? 
about, an hour and 15 minutes away from Mooresville and Charlotte. Yeah, I was going to say about an hour to hour and 30 north on 77. Yep. I was going to say take for, a left and go west. I was going to say South Carolina, but I'd be wrong. That's close 77 enough. to 421. That's it. Yeah, you go west. But he's so angry. I love it. Fuck everybody. It shouldn't be there. But he doesn't. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Over what? I don't know. <laughs> he, he, he must he, be from Texas. I can't call him a boomer because he's literally a year younger than me, given his not the, the year that he put on his Twitter. It says 1984. But I can call him a boomer anyway because this is unbridled anger over nothing, which is we, we've already heard enough of that today. So, John Haas, you win our bonus DARF comment of the week, and we have even more DARFness later on. Awesome. All right, let's get to actual news instead of making fun of stupid people. I'm glad we got that out of our system. Now we don't have to talk about Bubba right. as much anymore. Cleansing breath, everyone. Right. Cleansing breath. By the way, it was his second cup win. I don't care how you get it. And also, uh, can I also mention that Kansas has like the worst trophy game in NASCAR? Their trophies are fucking weak sauce. I don't know. I'd want one. I would want one. Yeah, I would love to win. But good grief. It's like a, a plank of wood and like a railroad spike on top of it. I don't know what the hell. It's, <laughs> I'm like, what is this thing? It's a broken glass dildo. Google it when you get a chance, but it's just weak sauce. And then I saw the guy, the kid, whoever won the ARCA race there, he didn't even get one the same size. It was like miniature sized. I'm like, it's only this big. It's like a six by nine. It was nine the $5 pan. version I'm instead like, of the eight fifty. dollars It's like they went to five below and got him a trophy. <laughs> yeah. It was gross. All right, local news. Let's hit some news up before we do some results. All right, so the ACT, the American Canadian Tour, they announced that they will hold their championship race at... The New London Waterford Speed Bowl. Oh. Yeah, on October 29th, along with the Pro All-Star Series, New England Super Modified Series, not the small block ones. It's the big ones. That's nice. not. Yeah. It's that competing series to ISMA. It's the, it's Is that the, the big block crate, mod, uh, crate modifieds? Or? Yeah, the ones with like the 632s or yeah. whatever the hell those giant-ass engines are. Yeah, that one. I'm interested in that one. Yeah. Definitely they're going to run. And the Northeast Street Stock Nationals. So yeah, they're going to the run that. open street stocks. Yeah. yeah. All right. right. That'd be a lot of fun. That's October gonna 20- be a great event. I would I would love to go. October 29th is with your car? I'm going to fake my own death. It's a Saturday. Oh. Yeah, no, I can't go. Me have to well, fake my own death. I might be able to make it. I think I probably have to go film it anyway, but so there's that. That's interesting news. I'm glad to see the ACT coming back and some uh, promotions going on down at the speed bowl. I'm glad to see some of these bigger events coming back to the speed bowl. Yeah. Get the ball rolling with that place. Sean's been doing a great job with what they've what they got going on down there. They had like 22 mini stocks this week. Good I know. Field. Jeez, it like doubled their field. I'm just surprised. I'm glad. Yeah. But I'm yeah, surprised. Well, yeah, all the part-timers came back that one day. Just because they, you know, cool. everybody showed up. I mean, it was nice to see. That's all right. I like it. All right. Why don't we mention this? North Wilkesboro Speedway and its promoters have canceled the entire month of dirt racing that was scheduled for October. Uh, speculation is that plans to repave the facility have been dropped. And they did, like we mentioned before, announce that the All-Star Race is moving back to the, tr- or moving to the track, I'm sorry, in 2023 with more rumors of a cup date coming, I'd say, probably around 2024. Uh, my hope is that if they don't repave it, they at least do just maintenance stuff like crack sealing. And you know how Richmond used to seal it 
Like they'd put sealer on it. They'd have to shave a lot of the bumps down too because yeah, there's mean, some real bumpy parts of that track. They could do that though. They have grinding machines with lasers and stuff. So, yeah. But like they, just help preserve the I, asphalt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody I talked to that went said that if they were sitting in like the bottom 15 rows of the seat, seats in uh, the front stretch, they were getting pelted with aggregate. Yeah, because it's all it rained on the facility for what twenty something years with no activity, so it's just wherever the stones aren't, it's pitting it basically. It's like knocking the the stuff out or like the you know the binding layer out. Yeah, like so it's basically loosening all that stuff up. And I I wonder if a top I'm not an asphalt guy or nothing, but I wonder if a top coat of like just tar or sealant or whatever you call it, like whatever Richmond did, to they would have the to asphalt, do it yearly just or, to like. Or, every race i mean that's what I richmond think. Ri- i think richmond did that anyway they sealed it all the yeah. time remember guys would spin out and be yellow smoke all over the place yeah that was cool yeah that's that was the sealer that they put down so <laughs> they I bet are you, gonna put in safer barriers too i did hear well i think they're going to because of the uh stipulation with the driver's council or something like that where they they yeah. typically race on places with safer barriers except for the temporary tracks although even the temporary tracks had one i think uh, the coliseum had them right they're going to put in safer barriers. They're going to tear down the existing fence and put in all brand new safety fence, which they're probably going to have to yeah. replace a lot of the walls because a lot of the walls are deteriorating. So they're going to be putting a lot of money in it. If they're going to put that kind of money in it, uh, this place is definitely here to stay. Well, they it's also not got, going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, the the state wants them. The municipalities want them. They gave them all that money. They yeah, they can't leave yeah. that track uh, dirt for that long. They got to get going and get and start addressing the pavement issues yeah they, right i've, I've heard like, they've already started they probably that's probably why they canceled because they need more time so they're like look we're we're gonna be going basically full out until next year yeah it's may 21st is the all-star race so they're less than a year yeah it, i mean if you repaved it you'd have to take like everything down if you're gonna just replace the walls and fences and stuff they just bulldoze everything and it's like that's just taking a lot of time Throw a top coat on it, crack seal it, fix the wall, do whatever you got to do. It'll get there done. It, you know, in a reasonable amount of time. But at least they'll have it so that they don't have to worry about like the pavement coming up if it's too fresh or anything like that. So I'm, I'm sure this is a short term plan, but they have a long term solution. So. so something that Steve O'Donnell said during the announcement kind of made me raise an eyebrow. Is he said uh, situations like North Wilkesboro now opens up opportunity for other short track venues across the country that they normally wouldn't go to. I think so. so. That is a very interesting comment to me because I mean, obviously he's the president of NASCAR, I think, or, or, a, or a very high up uh, in the company. So if they're looking at other opportunities, I can't wait to see where they're looking. Yeah. So, so hopefully somewhere out of the Southeast. That's well, all the, it, that's all to me, it would open are. up the door to a place like Stafford for a truck race or something. That'd be cool. Or Thompson the, or any other Stafford, big track around yeah. here. Yes, Stafford or Thompson both, to me, have the infrastructure and, and the ability with the size of the pit areas and the track size in general to be able to host an event like that. There's plenty of parking, plenty of things to do. Stafford would need a new pit road, though. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> Sore subject. Ret- yeah. Retweet, Duh. yeah. Scheduled tweet. Scheduled tweet, yeah. But where's Thompson, Doug Kobe? Thompson Someone also- get Doug Kobe <laughs> on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Someone also uh, Thompson also has uh, full garages, so that would make their lives a lot easier. Just how how many garage boxes. bases does Thompson have? Is it thirty? 
It might be more than that. They might have 50. I'm not sure. I'd have to go look. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. I I was in there once. Well, they can usually hang all the tour modifieds in there, and they usually get quite a mount when they have uh, Thompson's NASCAR stuff show up. So, so pro, well, I mean, all they need is 36 for the Cup Series anymore. So, True. So, anyway, uh, I know that I don't have this in my notes, but we'll hit this real quick before we go into recaps. Uh, the Kyle Busch announcement saga update, whatever the hell it is, because uh, it was tweeted. I forget who it was. Adam Stern? Who who broke that one? I forgot exactly who it was. It, it was an Adam bomb. Was it him? Yep. Oh. He announced way early before there was any sort of actual announcement that quote-unquote sources state that Kyle Busch is going to RCR and they're going to announce it on Tuesday. And uh, he's trying to announce it before the team and driver actually gets to announce it, which I don't like. I think that's shitty. Well, the team's not going to have a press. By the time you all, everyone listens to this, the announcement will be tomorrow, and it's going to be a Kyle Busch announcement, not RCR announcement. Yeah. I don't which is yeah, kind of an interesting concept. It's a KBM announcement, which kind of makes me wonder about a couple things. Maybe he's going F1 racing. <laughs> For who? McLaren? M- McLaren. <laughs> Why not every other driver's on there, right? Somebody was going to get sued. But, yeah, I just I hate when the media just upsets everything. They're like, look, I got the scoop first. You don't get to announce your own retirement. You don't get to announce your own updates. You don't get to do this on your own. We're just going to do it for you because we got the scoop. And I pray that Kyle Busch says, no, I'm not actually going to RCR. Uh, you guys are wrong. Just, be, just to screw with people. Just maybe, to- <laughs> maybe he shows up and goes, so here's the announcement. There is no announcement. Gets up and walks out. Yeah. Enjoy, fuckers. I mean, what's he? What's our, what's Richard Still just going to buy out Tyler Reddick's entire no. contract next year? No, I've heard differently, and Phil actually clued me in on this. He said, um, he's just going to pl- this. This would be the plan: leave the three car alone because you know family, grandson. So he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Bush goes to the eight car. And Reddit goes to a third car with no charter. Have fun. Just try to qualify, please. Or that way they're not pen- that way they're not spending money on a charter, and that's probably why he didn't get the long term deal he wanted because they were probably working on this in the background. Who the, the hell knows? The, the other thing that I saw popping around Twitter was Bush goes to the twenty nine, Reddit stays in the eight for next year. RC buys a charter for the twenty nine, and then after this year leases it to Hendrick and uh jrm and ah. brings back bring back jimmy johnson that's really far out there i thought we were yeah. off base with the rcr thing maybe we're not what a waste of money to buy an entire charter just for like one year yeah it's that's why i'm probably thinking million dollars it's starting it's starting to make sense because um as we all know childress is a vindictive douche so but, he would probably put Reddick in an unchartered car and just say, here you go, you're good enough to qualify, right? Here's the thing, Jesse, though. If he, if Richard Childress buys another charter and then after next year only has two cars, he can do like Spire did for a while and lease it out, then it's recurring revenue, and he makes his money back. And then he can sell it again whenever he wants and makes even more money. Yeah, but that's a lot of investment that I don't know if he's willing to take that risk on. Because is it you don't him know, if, or is it Chevrolet trying to get Kyle Busch? That's getting the money, though. It could be either one. I knew I did forget that manufacturers still have pull that are not Toyota. So we'll see what happens by the time this comes. 
Go ahead. Whatever goes on here, I think Chevrolet is heavily involved because somebody wants KBM trucks. And from what I've heard, GMS is gone next year because they're heavily investing in the Cup Series. Which they should and, be, yeah. They're doing really yeah. well. And they're doing other things, which I can't say down here in Florida. Um, but, yeah, I, I I could very seriously see Chevrolet putting a bunch of money in this just for the sole fact of getting KBM into Chevrolet's because of how big. KBM's a powerhouse in the truck series. And if you put them up front, then your brand is up front. Of course. And that means they're just going to have to give a hell of a lot more support to their teams because that's what Toyota did. So, Right. And the only big Chevrolet truck team right now really is GMS. And if they go away, Chevy's up shit creek. Yeah, there's a lot of goings on in the background that we don't know about because we're not insiders. But That's a big, that's a big topic. Mm. That's a big topic because if a big team like GMS is already gone, you already know that the truck series, their their structure is broken. Yeah, you don't want this to turn into Arca Junior here. You got to do yeah. something about it real quick. They're, they're well, is it their structure, or is it that NASCAR shot themselves in the foot with this new car, making it more affordable than the Truck Series? Maybe it's not more affordable, but maybe it makes more financial sense. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I mean. They don't get paid yeah. enough for for their effort. Yeah, it's yeah. been that way for a while. The, the break even point is probably yeah. a little lower. Yeah, so it's probably better to run the Cup team. Which, you know what, wouldn't hurt NASCAR because that's their biggest seller and that's their biggest thing. Truck Series guys have said on the uh, – they've said on Door Bumper Clear that you need you need three, four trucks to even think about breaking even or making a profit. Yeah, which so. is very unfortunate. Maybe it's NASCAR just kind of phasing out the Truck Series in favor of ARCA and just kind of simplifying who the hell knows? I don't know anything. I'm just throwing stupid ideas out there. But I don't know that with, with I don't know how long the term is for craftsmen, but them bringing back that name, I don't know that they really want to phase it out. Very true. But let's see. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, when you're watching car counts decline, and uh, your Arca series is now kind of a joke. Um, you They're get, all declining you, though. They they. <laughs> Cup Series declined, Xfinity declined, Trucks declined, Arca declined. You know, if you got rid of the charter system, I bet you the Cup Series would come back after a few years, but that's just me yes, saying it. I agree. Uh, so anyway, uh, why don't we go into local stuff, because that's what people tune in for. We can talk local topics. There we go. People tune in? I think so. I don't know. I didn't look at the numbers. Anyway. <laughs> that's, 13. Yeah, that's sad. Speaking of 13, it was the TC13 at Stafford. Street stocks. All right, let's talk about this. This will be fun. Uh, what the fuck happened early on with the rent-a-race car that took out the leaders? <laughs> <laughs> Who was that man? Who was he? And let's get him. Borden, I believe. <laughs> Hot Rod Tina's husband. Yeah, I forgot his name. What's his actual name? I didn't Paul want to Borden call. Paul Borden Jr. Paul Borden. Yeah. Uh, I thought He's a he, nice guy. I thought he'd been on the racetrack more to keep the car the hell out of the way he's got a lot of experience driving so i'm not really actually sure what happened there because that was just he's usually slow but he's not way. usually yeah exactly he's not usually just lost it maybe somebody forged his name maybe they took his identity and got him in the car i don't know man that was bad that was really bad that was rough to watch i mean i know this is a beginner division and all and stuff like that and i enjoyed the running a race car process but there's got to be something in order to protect especially like the top guys in points 
that have gone through the whole year with the championship and it's going to be thrown away by some uh, weekly rental driver or whatever. Complete nobody. Complete, yeah, non-entity. Yeah. It's uh, not <laughs> Invalid. good. Invalid. That's, that's not good. It's it's a bad look. Uh, for background, Bill Cody was leading. It was very early in the race. It was only a few laps in. Took out the other rental race car, too. Yeah, trying to pass a lapped car, and uh, they came all the way up, spun the leader by hitting him in the left rear, and the ensuing melee collected Travis Hydar, Travis Downey, Travis Cody, Travis Waterman barely survived. Call back. <laughs> nice touch. Yeah. Uh, so they avoid. Yeah, uh, Ryan got a brand new car, and he barely avoided coming through the infield. Um, it's the Nick Ben me back car. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a nice piece, though. It's a real nice piece. Mm-hmm. Um, Brockett Waterman special. Yeah, um, he like I said, there were damaged cars. I think Downey got wrecked out of it because of it. Yeah, he was done. Hydar, At least he wasn't upside Downey. Not this time. Uh, Hydar, I know he had some left rear damage. I didn't know if he was going to get the thing going again or not, but he did. And luckily, his night was salvaged from that. Uh, I think he actually finished pretty well, um, considering. But uh, Bobby Stark the third took it's it's the third right I don't know screw that up is it the third is it Bobby Stark the third <laughs> let's see there's um I'm trying to think of the family lineage of uh, the Lion King now and I'm like isn't there only two of them uh, Scar's the uncle and... it's the circle of life bro. oh okay good <laughs> yes the third. now I get it according to Facebook okay good because I only wrote Bobby Stark and I didn't want his grandfather to get the credit. Um, cause he didn't drive the car, took over the lead. <laughs> that was mean. And it was stout, seemingly untouchable until Tyler Trot spun in turn three on lap 14. Uh, Sterk though, he would not be denied for the fifth time this season. He took down the win. He said, well, if we're going to have a bad year, hopefully we can get something good out of How it. How do you have a win. bad year and, and then get five wins? You know, It's so weird because it's he's a roller, had a bad year. It's a roller coaster. You have a bad week, that bumps your handicap up. So yeah. when you bump your handicap up, you go win. Then you win, you have a bad week. So he's, it brings your average finish back He's down. had as good of a year yeah, as I mean, it is bad. It's ridiculous. But that's sometimes how it happens. Mm-hmm. I've seen guys uh, roller coaster all the time. You have an up, you have a down, and you just keep perpetually just on this ride the whole year long his results stat sheet this year has got to look like a heartbeat on one of those monitors <laughs> yeah that's what i was saying um so anyway that moved us on to late models Only jesse did you bring an entire cooler this time yes leave my shame box alone <laughs> i gotta call it out the listeners can no longer see so that's it. yeah hmm, that's yes, I, I fill it up for the week and you know that's why they're listeners the and, and, and not viewers, you know. but we're moving on. Yeah. Uh, so late models. It's just easier. Go ahead. The late, <laughs> only a couple laps in. Paul Varecchio and John Blake made contact, sending both almost spinning. I think Varecchio made a huge save there. Uh, but, boy, did they try to wreck the entire field after that. I think everyone made it and was able to continue except for Tom Fern. Yeah, he tried like the 61 didn't want to give up. No. Just kind of. I was I, I watched that and I thought that Paul had spun out. Like I thought that he went around, but I watched the replay and I'm like, he dirt tracked that thing from 
entry of one all the way through turn two and saved it. And he was one of the few cars to make it out of there. I'm like, that was a hell of a save ball. Yeah. Well, that's how those car, his car used to drive all the time when it sucked. And now that he's actually got it running really, really freaking good. So he's used to it. Uh, yeah. He's, he's used to holding on to junk. Gotcha. <laughs> Cause Tommy Fern, he was trying to miss it through the infield got whacked in the right rear. It looked like it was just a flat right rear tire, but the damage well, was far worse than expected. It apparently, ripped it right off. Apparently, it broke the <laughs> tube right off the rear end. Oof. He's like, we ain't fixing that here. Like, his crew member, they jacked the car up, and the right rear wheel just kind of flopped. And he's like, nope, shut it down. That was pretty bad. Uh, second attempt at the restart saw du- uh, Michael Ray get into the back of Dwayne Knoll. I think Knoll might have missed a shift. Not sure. Uh, turned him into the... Well, to the right, got Michael Bennett and put them both in the outside wall. And then that sent Noel back across traffic, collecting Mark Curtis. Bennett has not had a good go of it lately. Not this whole year. His year's terrible. I think he's wrecked the car at least two or three times for clips. Uh, Had to miss some time because of the damage. And then keeps coming back. Hurt a motor, And then gets damaged. Yeah, I think they hurt more parts. So not a great year. Especially for what he was last year's champion, so everybody has those years once in a while. He'll come back and he'll kick ass again. He's a hell of a driver, so it happens. Sometimes it just never goes away that year, and you got to take a reset in the off season. All right, so let's go back to the race. Andrew Durand led the race from there, pretty much unchallenged until about five to go. Uh, Adam Gray had to deal with Paul Verrecchio, who made that awesome save earlier for a while until Gray made it a little physical to get by. He said, "Okay, I'm done with this. I need to go." Uh, he then ran down Andrew Durand, but the whole catching versus passing cliche, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, nice that we just didn't have enough bite off. Nah, he also said he had brake issues in, yeah. in uh, his post-race interview. He said that the thing went to the floor, probably had to pump the pedal, probably wasn't very certain in his brakes. So that's not a great thing to be at Stafford. So it's yeah, it wouldn't surprise me for him to just not really challenge too hard or else probably have some kind of issue and hit him or something. You don't want to do that if you got problems with your car because then you look like an asshole. Am I the only one that's wondering when Verrecchio is going to finally pull one off? He's finished on the podium a handful of times this year and run up front almost every week. Well, he keeps getting better. Like, he's better this year than he was last year. So, you know what? I'm going to make a prediction that next year he'll get one. I, I bet he wins the, the Sizzler next year. We'll see wait, because he's definitely wait, got Wait speed. all winter. Yep. And then finally pull it off. The car yes. seems better on the long run uh, when it's cooler out. It's not perfect, but it's getting there. So, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I don't. I think they got like two races left after this, so I don't think eh, he could squeak one out. But I think he'll be more apt to getting one next year. So that's my prediction. I don't know when. I'm just saying next year. All right. Uh, Andrew Durand would hold him off, uh, and he would pick up his first career late model win. Uh, he has wins in street stocks, in limited late models, and now in actual late models. So he's won in three different divisions, from my knowledge. And I think he's won quite a bit of, uh, what is it, limited late model races. I think he's won like 30-something, 30 33. Yeah, he, yeah he, I think he's, he's the winningest in the, in, the, in the division, isn't he? He could be. Yeah, he cranked off a few couple of years where he just like dominated. Won everything, yeah. He won like six street stock races also before this. Yeah. So, All right, SK Lights. Did this go green to checkered? It might have. I'm not even sure. It did. (laughs) Oh, it did. Yeah, I had to go check my notes. I'm like, wait a minute. This went green to checkered? This went green to checkered. Jesus. How the hell did they do that? I don't know. Uh, Did you all crash out last week and not come back? 
like no, I said, they still had a damn good field of them. Yeah, that's what I mean. They had a good field, and it's, everyone didn't hit anything. It's that situation that I always talk about. If the SKs have a bad night, everyone else has a good night. And if everyone else has a bad night, SKs have a good night. That's usually how it goes. Yeah, but they didn't know the SKs are going to have a bad night. We'll get on to that later, though. Yeah, but they no. <laughs> it's in the uh, it's out in the ethos, though. That's why it's yeah. It's kind of uh, that's why it played out that way. Anyway, you just know. <laughs> yeah, SK lights. Bob Charland, Jason Chapman, Derek Debus put on a killer race for the lead after Charland led early, and uh, he led literally like the mo- the first half of the race actually. And uh, let's see. Who the hell took the lead with five to go? Derek Debus did, I believe, right? Yeah, Derek Debus. I didn't write that in my notes, but I had to go off memory, so that sucks. Uh, point contender Alexander Pearl was spun out in his heat race, had to start from the rear. Uh, the rear didn't really get the race he needed. He needed it to go, you know, he caution, caution. Cautions. He needed cautious to catch up, and it didn't because it went green to checkered, and that was basically it. I mean, he went from 21st to 9th. Yeah, he did what he could, but which is a good performance going from green to checkered. Yeah, it is because once once it goes green to checkered, it strings out fast in any division. So if you got to make green flag passes just organically, it's going to slow your progress quite a bit. So he needed that, but he didn't get it. Tyler Berry got by Charland for second, and that's uh, I think the two top point guys is Berry and uh, Pearl. So that changed a bit. Tyler now. Berry, Tyler Chapman, Tyler Pearl. And then Tyler Matthews is like 62 back, so he's kind of out of it. So, it, yeah, it's a... Um, what yeah, was... Tyler, Tyler Berry has a 12-point lead over Tyler Chapman, and Berry has an 18-point lead over Pearl, so it's still... It's we still sh- pretty we still got a couple races left. At least though. two, yeah. I think two so. races left. They have a week off this week at Stafford, so we're going to go a week or two weeks after that, so... Uh, let's see. Derek Debus took down his third win of the year. I think it was his 15th overall. He's had a shit season, too. He's really far back in points. I don't even know where he is. 10th. He's 10th yeah, in he's points. Yeah, 10th. 10th in points with how many wins? With three, three wins. Three wins. Yikes, that sucks. I didn't even know he had three wins. His season's been that bad. Yeah, yeah me neither. I, I would have thought that'd be his first. Yeah, That's it's, what I thought. Uh, yeah. It's rough. He so. must have started off really strong and then just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Got run off the cliff. He got, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got run off it a few times. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, that was his fifteenth overall win. I think it tied him for third all time with Hollywood Tony Membrino, and uh, again third win on the year. So, all right. So SKs, they had two races obviously, so they went their normal distance. Oh boy, was this bad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's just you got to dive in head first. Marcello Refrano, Mike Christopher Jr. really battled it out for the lead for the first 11 laps or so until a yellow flew for a slow Anthony Bello who had a flat right rear and I think he did a 360 off turn four. So that tightened it back up. Refrano uh, fought off a hard charge and Michael Jarvis would get to second or get a chance at second until contact to Jarvis's left rear by Christopher would result in a big pileup that gave big damage to Jarvis. Uh, to his, I think he got hit in the driver's side. That hurt. Um, took off his nerf bars. Just bad wreck. Ronnie Williams got junked in it. He was second in points. So that took out. That had point implications for you. Jesse's head just, yeah. 16 laps. Sorry. <laughs> 16 laps in. John Montesanto went full John Force into turn three. 
Uh, luckily, the fire wasn't too bad, and it dissipated by the time he got it stopped. Yeah, it never hit nothing or anything. No, nope, he got that, it stopped up out of the way. Looks like an oil that fitting. That thing went up big. Yeah, it was a big fire for a minute there. Looked like an oil fitting or something just failed or something. And Typically, it's power steering on those cars for some something reason. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but they must run some weird some stuff. Some kind of fluid. Yeah, but it was flammable, whatever it was. Uh, so he got that thing stopped. He was all right. They got the fire put out pretty quickly. Di Matteo, I think it's, uh, what's his name? First name here. I was thinking Dana, but it's Corey, I believe, who races yeah. Stafford. Yeah, in the 11 car. Corey Di Matteo and uh, Marcello Rofrano would restart on the front row, but contact by Di Matteo sent Rofrano spinning in three, it, and the caution would fly again. He tried to cross over and just missed. Yeah, Di Matteo was penalized. I don't think it was, yeah, I don't think it was intentional, but you no, got to go to the back. Mistake. Yeah, whoops. You got to go to the back, intentional or not. Still did it. So now Tyler Leary and Andrew Moeller would battle for the lead until another yellow flew just before halfway. Yes, all of that happened before halfway. Uh, afterwards, the battle continued, but Moeller would Not take to the lead. The uh, eighty-eight didn't seem to like that too much. I think he turned the eleven around once. Might have. He did a next restart. <laughs> yeah. So pretty sure. I think I missed that one. Got a little payback. Yeah, I might have missed that one. I think I was you know, working on my car taking notes. It's just, just eighty-eight's lucky he didn't get parked for that. You can't. You can't do that stuff. Yeah, mm. it's kind of, you know. Everybody makes mistakes. I've seen Refrano make his share. Yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't I didn't actually put that in my I know, notes. Whoops. But, uh, yeah, it looked like it was. Uh, We've been a lot of bad blood. Hmm? They hit us, so we hit them back. <laughs> a lot of bad blood. Yeah. So, yeah, I did. I do remember seeing that now. Whoops. But do I didn't. Do better. Do better. Yeah. Um. Let's see. <laughs> Andrew Moeller would take the lead, but Leary would not go away. With three to go, Leary, Leary was running. He was really running. He would get back by Moeller because Moeller was running the top side. And uh, Leary took the bottom on him. And Moeller was looking inside, and Leary would uh, turn into Moeller's nose and spin into turn one. And that's how the officials saw it because Moeller would retain the lead, and he wasn't put to the back for contact. So thoughts on that? I mean... It looked to me like he just turned down across them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's tough because the one thing even great race directors do, it's hard to f- figure out what a defensive foul would be. You know, it's kind of one of those things where the guy on defense may have committed the foul on the guy on offense. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's tough when you have intent like that because it's like, well, do you ruin that guy's race? Mm. Or do you not? Or do you just call it, hey, accidents will happen yeah so things will happen and and a, a good no call yeah it could be a good no call you know yeah i'm i'm 50 50 on it you know I think yeah Moeller, either way Moeller was there and he went down to the very very edge of the racetrack until he wasn't on the racetrack anymore and a guy turned so it's like well he was there can't blame him they're racing no, for the lead can't blame him for holding his ground yeah and i can't blame leary either for trying to defend the lead so it's like well yeah. Just understand that you're probably going to get turned there. Yeah. It's still 20% Moeller's fault. Correct. Um, <laughs> just for being on the racetrack. All right. So Moeller would retain the lead as the officials agreed with that call. Like I said, John Puglio would take the lead from the outside on the white flag because he was digging on the restart. And he would take down his first career SK win. That's pretty awesome. I know those boys really are working cool. really, really cool hard. To see. Yeah. yeah, they work extremely hard on that car, and they got a lot of nice equipment. 
You and they do most it, it, of it themselves. They don't just, I don't think they go and they hire out a lot of their setup work to other people and teams. Mm, I don't think. I, they ask questions. Of course. Every they racer ask, asks you questions. Know, from, yeah. from the, from the, from the LFR car. Yeah. I mean, you, so would, you'd get some technical support. You get a little, you got to get a little bit, especially if you pay that much money for an LFR car. But, you know, they're extremely talented and it's about time. Yeah. He's been long overdue. So, it's uh, it's, it's a really good. It thing. sounds like he'd been pretty hard on himself recently too. So I, I had a exchange with Eddie uh, later that evening, and and he kind of confirmed that to me. He said the kid needed it, and and I agree. I mean, yep. you can see it in his in his interview. He didn't really know what to think. He wasn't overexcited, but he was excited. Yeah, you know, I believe he, that's he, shock. He gronk spiked the the water bottle. And then he just kind of stood there with this dead stare on his face. And it, I can relate to that because you don't expect the wind to come. But when it does, you don't know how to feel. Yeah, but you got to be happy at least. I mean, yeah, come well, on. Yeah, I get You got to be happy, man. But it, sure I think. Happy. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yeah. We've discussed it before, too. Once you get that first one and you figure out how to win and the position to put yourself in and what to do, I think. Maybe not by the end of the year at Stafford, but maybe somewhere else like the bowl or something, it'll click and he'll win another one soon. Yeah, I believe, yeah, that it's it's race craft because when you learn how to win, where to put your car in a position to win, how to make it fast and how to make it fast in traffic when it counts. That and is it's the confidence to know that you can do it too. Yeah, that is race craft. And once you develop race craft more wins will come, and uh, it seems like he uh, achieved another level of racecraft. That, that kid didn't win the races he won in the SK Light for no reason. He's a good shoe. That's so right. it, Absolutely. You know, they, they're probably underfunded compared to a Todd Owen or Keith Rocco team. I mean, And maybe even under technology. They may not have all of that information available to them. I don't know how they operate their 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 team, like you said, but being the little guy against the big guys, again, relatable probably for all of us here, it's more work to get to that point. Yeah, and you can tell that they're not one of the big teams because it's just – it's it's you, you can see it's indicative because the big teams, they have their – all their team cars kind of being on a similar plane and the, the guys who do it themselves, who work the hardest – are typically a little different. They're either spotty or they're fast on their own. But this is, you know, he did a great job because it doesn't matter how you get there. It's when you get there and how you you can control it when you get there. Because he missed all the wrecks. He missed all the spins. He did his job. He was there at the end of the race. You got to be there at the end to win. Once he got there, he worked his ass off to make a pass on somebody who's won a lot of these things. And he won the damn race. Well, and also, it's not like they've been slow. No, it's they not. They have speed every single week. It's just getting yourself into the correct position to capitalize on situations like what happened the other night. And if you're going to win an SK race, winning it at Stafford is where you want to do it. Oh, absolutely. Toughest field of racing probably in New England aside from the Tour. Yes, I agree. It's a very deep field full of a lot of very good drivers. I mean... Look at the points. I mean, Keith Rocco's in top. He's in tenth in points for God's sakes. There's been, you know, yeah. There's been. Let's see, nine. What do we got? Ten, eleven. There's been eleven different winners, which is kind of rare for Stafford. Usually, a lot of times it's down to only like two or three people that win the lion's share of the wins. 
Yeah. But this year has been spread out a little bit. Yeah, it has. It's and a lot it's of good names parity in that class too. And, and to some degree, kind of like the SK Lights, everyone's had a bad year except for Todd Owen. He think seemed it, to have had a pretty good year. I mean, year. think about this. Todd's only won one race this year. Yeah. That's the same as JP. 13 top 5s though. Yeah, <laughs> 13 top 5s and 18 starts doesn't hurt either. Oof, and having a one, how many how many win or 106 points. So, so, do they have only two races left or three now? Because I don't know how what the schedule looks like. It's just, yeah. I thought they only had two left, which I'm like, well, fifty points, fifty points. He's already, cl- he, you know, he's already clinched it, but nobody said anything about it. So I just want to know how many races do they have left? Is there a non-points race? What's the deal? We here? got, well, we got Friday, September twenty-third. Okay, Stafford Weekly Racing, and then and that's and then got the twenty-fourth was fall final, and that's the next day. That's Saturday. So it's like almost like a double header, basically. Are because, they points races though? Uh, the invi- the yeah, they're points races, not the SK Light Invitational on Saturday, but that's the non points. That's, a, yeah, that's, that's the, the invitation. That's the best of the rest race. The people you got who have weekly racing yet. on Friday, yeah, and then the twenty fourth. It's almost like a double header because it's like tri track, SK modifies for another forty laps. Woof. Yeah, so, back to back night sucks. And then it's going to be the. Champions Night fall finale. We mean it this time. On the fall 30th. final final. Yeah, the the twenty third is going to be the cleanest racing you've seen all year at Stafford. I think. Doubt it. No. For, well, for the divisions <laughs> that also have to run on Saturday. Doubt it because race car drivers are idiots. They'll probably be like, "Yeah, if he wrecks, he's going to have a long <laughs> night," and that means that Saturday is going to suck next week. Exactly. Next to next night. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna, it, that's like saying, uh, "Yeah, Bubba's win quiets all the haters." No, it doesn't. No. It made them even more loud. Like, well, I bet they're not going to say nothing now. No, they're going to say even more now. Thank you. <laughs> it gets, gets louder. It's just even worse now. Yeah, great. So, yeah, so they got like basically SK's got like three races left or so. Okay. Basically, yeah. So we'll call it three races because that's what we see on the schedule. So if it maintains basically this on, so, on Friday night, the 23rd, it's over. Okay, so that's why they haven't announced it yet because technically there's two weeks left. But three, races. three races for some divisions. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just go with it's that. Got two race leads. So it's not official, but we'll go with that right now. All right. So let's see here. Let's go to limited late models. Yeah. This one I think also this went was, green to checker. Yeah. This was another green to checker. What a nice pleasant night. For some. For that some. SK race took freaking forever though. Yeah, that oh, was a bad one. Oh, and the second one wasn't as much better. We'll get into that. Limited late models. The Clement brothers overtook Ari Jensik to take over the top spot early, and uh, they would control the first half of the race. Point leaders Lavoie and Hammond would battle but not mess each other's day up too bad because they did make a little contact. But other than that, this race would be nice and clean. Green and checkered again, and the Clement brothers would finish 1-2 as Matt Clement would win over his brother Jay. Which I like to see two brothers really happy and invested in each other's uh, successes. So for obvious reasons, there is a third you know? Clement brother who has tried racing, but I think he went out and clipped his car like first night. So that wasn't very good. I haven't seen him back, but, but that was cool. Yeah. Seeing it's not often you see brothers go one, two. We've done it. Yeah. We've done it. Uh, 2016. These guys just did it. So that's cool. Uh, let's see here. I think the, the Rocco brothers probably did it in a late model or something, at least at one point. Christopher's Christopher's definitely have done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Christopher's, uh, the TC 13 race, 
Now, I remember there was, if you finished in the top 13 of the first SK race, the main SK feature, we'll say, you moved on to this invitational. I think it was $1,300 to win, 13 lap race with 13 the last cars. Man standing event? Yeah, basically it was a bullfight and uh, like a Roman Coliseum type of deal. And David Rue had the red cape, and and Brian Narducci had the horns. Yes, because David Rue and Mike Christopher Jr. put on a show for the lead until about four laps in. When Narducci got a little crossed up, they stacked up the field, and it took out Troy Tallman, Corey DiMatteo, Todd Owen, and Narducci. So about half the cars were gone within the first five laps. That Looks like Narducci just spent it in really hot underneath, and the back end just got away from him that's it, what i saw it could have i didn't really pay attention to it yeah i don't Again. even know if did he make contact with whoever he was outside of him uh, yeah he sent it in and hit the corner of the 75 car that's what i saw i was working on my okay. race car just yeah. kind of taking notes as i watched so uh let's see here about half of the cars are gone like i said tyler leary then lost a tire going into turn three uh and i think he hit the wall as well and he left that left i think six of 13 cars and I think Keith Rocco and somebody else got tied up at the end of the SK race. Like, they got wrecked, so they didn't start. And I think they Rocco put... Rocco and Vassar. Vassar? Okay. So they put, yeah. I think, Kopech and Leary in the race instead. Which That's, I was fine with that. Yeah. They're, ran, they're the run, Yeah, they're running and they're willing to overtake or to take that spot. Fine. Fill yep. the field out. Let's do this. Um, let's see. That was uh, eight of 13 laps still remaining. They never learned the lesson as they made every attempt to wreck the rest of the field for the rest of the race here. But it eventually strung out, and uh, I just kept waiting for someone to lose a tire or something to happen. But uh, a Roots car went away with like three to go, and Mikey Jr. would get back by. Noah Corner was quick. He would try to get him uh, in the waning laps, but it was not enough as Mike Christopher Jr. would get that elusive checkered flag in his uncle's tribute race, the TC-13 at Stafford. That was cool. And and the front stretch celebration was cool. For the few fans that did stick around, the cheers were pretty loud. Yeah. Mikey does that. He stops right on the start-finish line and gets out. I saw him do it when he uh, won in the Baldwin car for the Open 80 race or something. Yeah. So that's his thing. I like Mikey Jr. Yeah, and plus it's the last race of the night. Who cares? They don't have to move the show along. Celebrate all you want. So that was a special moment for him, I'm sure. He did look a lot better this week because he hadn't looked that great all year long. I think they've been chasing bugs for some reason, and... I think they tried both cars at some point, too, and it's just been tough. So They called the exterminator. Yeah, they must have because it looked a lot better. It's not quite 100% yet, but I think it's a lot better. You they, notice they're that, in the ballpark, finally. Yeah, they're back in it, finally, a little bit. Uh, did you notice that he was missing the front nose ducting on his car? It was just straight bumper. I did notice that. I, I, I didn't notice that part of it, but... It, I thought the car looked a little weird. I didn't really pick up on what it was, but something didn't look right about the car overall. Yeah, it looked full 1980s with just a bumper bar. Yeah, I'm wondering if... Was it there in the SK race? Did it just get bent up? I believe it went in the showdown race there, the TC13. Because it was there, I believe, at the end of the SK race. Gotcha. I think. I'd have to look, but I don't care. doesn't matter. It's trivial. Right. We move on into Waterford results. I got to watch these videos over at uh, Speedball History's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash History. I forgot. If you, if you can't make it to the Speedball, they post those uh, single camera shoots up really quick so that you can at least catch it. You should be going to the racetrack and watching racing because winter is coming and the opportunities are waning. 
So get to the racetrack and please support them for the love of God. Go outside. Go outside and breathe fresh air for once. Yeah, it's not and, good to start your race car in the fumes. in the garage during the winter. You might get headaches or die. <laughs> or die. You might get a headache or die. This is a very different extreme. All I right. Might, I might do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a hybrid. I lived. There's a hotline for that, Jesse. <laughs> it's on an Arca car, I think. Didn't Daniel Die have the uh the suicide hotline <laughs> in car camera at the Arca race? His last name is Die. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Brilliant marketing, guys. Good job. <laughs> uh, so Waterford had their return of the thunder on the sound. I believe they had uh, small block super modifieds and two different NEMAs show up, as well as SKs. And I don't think late models were on the card. I don't think street stocks were on the card. No, I believe trucks were mini, on the card. Mini stocks, trucks, uh, SKs, SK lights. Yeah. And those two that I already mentioned. So, all right, I'll move on into those results if nobody minds. I don't mind. Okay, so Legends cars. Dylan Freeman led early and uh, held off charges from Wade. Oh, crap, this guy's name again. Wade Omegle or whatever the hell his name is uh, until top five. Omegle. Until lap five when Om... Om... Omki? Is that his name? I don't care. Uh, How did Dave Baribalt pronounce it? I didn't listen. Watch the video. I don't listen that long. I just shut it off after the results roll because I got to move on to the next video. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Part. I watched it, but I forgot. Oh, hard hit by Jordan Rosado in turn three. Brought out the yellow with 17 to go. I believe he helps out on Dougie's car. I'm pretty sure I've recognized the name before. Okay. So he's trying to get into racing. Tough hit in turn three. He's going to come back next year, he said, though. Uh, that opened the door for Brody Monahan to challenge for the lead on the restart, which he would take that lead a few laps later from the high side. The battle would be for second between Dylan Cody and uh, Om, Omki Wade. Wade. But Monahan was gone, and he would win. I think it's his ninth win this year in a Legends car. So he's lighting them up pretty good. How, how many did Mikey Jr. have that year? I know he's not close yet, but... 27 or something like that. Was it really that many? Where's Sid? <laughs> I don't know. He I'm just staring at the bug on his laptop. No, he's probably got us on mute with his laptop facing down, all sorts of shit. So we could actually look that up. Speed Bowl history. I'll look it up Jesse's now. looking it Go up ahead. right now. Continue so, the show. Yeah, we're continuing the show right now. We'll look that up. My guess was 27. It could be 25. I don't know which one it is. It's probably 25. Um, if I had to wager an actual guess, I'd say 25. But anyway, we, we digress. $1. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, damn it. I almost found it. And then I can, I'm just like, ah, I can't do that. All right. So let's go into mini stocks here. Oh, I found it. 25. Not 2014. Yep. So that's an interesting stat. Yeah, he's a little off on that one. All right. So I, mid- I didn't know how close he was. I didn't realize it was 25. I thought it was more like 14 or 15. Oh, God, no. He wouldn't even be on the list for most feature wins in a single season at that track. Jesus. He wouldn't be in the top 10. Top 10 ends at 17. Somebody has to tell Sid that you, you can't read this stuff when you hover over it with the mouse. 
Oh, I just went to the Facebook page because he was posting pictures yeah. of it with the stats. So I figured that'd be easier to come up with. Yeah, but Mikey's got the lead, he's got the the record at 2014. He got 25 Legends car wins in one season. But that's again, they ran Wednesdays and Saturday nights at the time. And if you run both, you got double the features. That's right. I forgot about that. Keith Rocco is 24 twice. He did it two years in a row. You believe that? 10 SK Modified wins, 12 late model wins, an MRS and a Pro 4 win one year, 11 SK Mod, 11 late model, and two MRS wins in the year after that. 24 wins in two seasons in a row. Damn. I want to see his trophy room. (laughs) It's probably his garage. That's probably where he's the only place he can have space for him. Mini stocks. Here's an interesting one. 22 cars took the green, which is good. I'm glad. I want to see cars coming back. Uh, with Jesse Olaski leading butt contact very early, would send him spinning in front of the whole damn field on the first lap. And aside from some bent fenders, uh, everybody would get away with it by the looks of it. Nick Papakota inherited the lead and was challenged by Sam Messick for the lead a few laps later. Uh, Messick would utilize a high side and take the top spot, but a hard crash in turn three between the 91 of, and this was listed on Race Monitor. I don't know if it's the actual name or not. Frank Hall Jr. and the 12 of uh, Aiden Sullivan. Again, I'm going off with race monitor because I can't hear the PA. So those are the names I picked out from there. Uh, That resulted in, apparently, Hall having his car cut apart by the Cohandy Track Safety Team. About a half-hour red flag. Uh, Had to be transported. But uh, I'm hearing that everybody should be okay. Uh, I guess he had multiple leg fractures. Yeah, besides those injuries, it was all relatively minor besides that. But hit right in the drive. I saw a video from They're the, running for last, too, and they're almost being almost last. Almost last, basically, yeah. And, um, and it's just weird, you know, just how the guys, two guys that are running last well, catch it was, each other. It was, did you see the video from the turn to the dirt pits? No, I didn't see that one. I just saw the one that well, was on Speedball History. By personal demand, Chuck McDonald's team, his uh, they were filming because oh. they do their live thing. And I saw Chuck basically get turned into the outside wall on the backstretch. And then the 91 spun up the racetrack or something and then came right back down in front of the 12 car as he was coming by, and he center punched him mm. right in the door. It was like, oh, that was a hard hit. I wouldn't want to do that. No, that's awful. I'm glad he's all right. Yep. Jesus. Check your cages, folks. You don't want a, a crappy one in there, um, even if it's going to be that hard of a hit. But it was a mini stock. Imagine if they were going faster. Uh, so. That's also why leg braces are really important. You get hit like that and your leg is right against the edge of the seat, you can snap your leg right in half. Yeah, I got leg braces in my car because Thompson things. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. So that was a lengthy red flag. Like I said, it was over. This race, it was a mini stock race, including the red flag. It was over an hour. That sucks. But when you get a 30-minute red flag and the racing actually wasn't that bad to warrant the race being that long. So, I mean, it happens. The 30-plus-minute red flag was lifted and Messick resumed control of the race. The battles were all behind him until about halfway when a hard crash between Kyle Wing and Wade Taylor and, let's see, turn four brought out another yellow. I had heard there might have also been fisticuffs involved in this incident, but that is unconfirmed as of now. I'd have to look into that one. Just a rumor. Pay no attention to what I'm saying. It's a speedball. I'm sure there were. It happens. Uh, Let's see. John Bavalaco put up a strong challenge on the outside of Messick for the lead, and they would battle side by side for laps until Messick was able to wrestle it away. 
A spin with four to go would give John Bavalaco another chance, but Messick had the better restart, was able to get away. Tommy Silva poked his nose in there, made his presence known, but it wasn't enough as Messick would cruise to victory. I think that's his second this year because I think he got his first one in tech. I'm not sure. Um, doesn't matter as long as you get the trophy at the end of the night and the check. So, ooh, hello, penalties. Oh, this is from last week's race. Oh, the September 2nd, they finally posted that? Yeah. All right. Jeff Nooney got uh, popped for having a spotter. Oh, boy. Indefinitely Whoops. suspended from competition at Stafford. <laughs> Holy shit. That's an infract. Oh, no, you saved money. How dare you by not crashing? <laughs> Seriously. And then Flemke Jr. got freaking... He got suspended? What the hell happened? Um... I think Flumkey is maybe the car owner. Or Actions detrimental to the sport, attempting to alter the car post-race technical inspection. Weird. I never that's, heard. I haven't heard of that one in a long time. That's interesting. This was from September second. It wasn't from this weekend. Uh, Bennett unsportsmanlike conduct. Nothing new. Threatening a Stafford official on pit road. Yeah, it's okay. That's just a bad season. Well, <laughs> taking it out on the wrong people, basically. I mean, going from the, bad to worse. Yeah, just taking it out on the wrong people. Yeah, take it out on yourselves in the garage and make it oh. better. Oh wait a minute. Well, oh, there's more. Yeah. I think they, I think they held him a lap because he tried to wreck or ran into the 97 last week. And you, that's sir, yeah, correct. that was that was the brake check incident that we missed yeah, last that, week. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it was. He he brake checked him. Yeah, all the rest of them are kind of piddly ones, like failure to line up and contact under caution well that's a one lap penalty yeah they gave him the one lap penalty but i think he parked it after that and threatened people so not what you want to do um i was talking to actually i was talking to doug curry and he was like yeah i think he got parked for three weeks because of his incident so that sucks but i mean you get you get pretty passionate racing and well I mean, you just got to try to be as cool as possible but sometimes you don't know you gotta calm down before you have another heart attack <laughs> no music this week <laughs> no we're not doing it this week not doing a sing along this week no. <laughs> we could but we're not um so that sucks but yeah i told him to bring it to thompson have some fun it's all right it's your first year you're not you're just feeling it out anyway so all right sks i did not include the nema midgets i wasn't that interested i ran out of time etc etc I no, do. It wasn't much. It was just the Hunters went for Bertrand Motorsports in the big minis. Oh, that's cool. Which is a good milestone event, I suppose, you know. And uh, and the, NEMA, the regular NEMA midgets, I mean, the NEMA lights or whatever. Yeah, was, lights probably. I, I don't know anything about it. And it, it's just, I watched it and it was just too unremarkable. It was kind of um, yeah, like. They, they do nothing for me. I'm sorry. Our Every cousin time, that's a concession one. division to me. Yeah. Our yeah, cousin we, used to race one. Yeah. And. Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, doesn't light my fire either. I don't mind them, but I, I don't go out of my way to see them. If they're there, I'll watch them. I'd love to drive one. Oh, they look like fun, but. It, just like super mods at Thompson, like when they come out, I'll go stand at the end of the backstretch against the fence because the sensation of speed by those things is crazy. But yeah, they're doing 160 at Thompson. They're freaking flying. They spread out, and it's like, all right, I'm going to get a beer and a hot dog. That's basically what the small block super race was, uh, but I'll get to that one at the end, I guess, because I I just I didn't do these in any specific order, so whatever. 
SK Lights. Boring AF. Oh, okay. sorry. Let's go to SKs first because that was the first boring one. Dana DiMatteo <laughs> would lead. <laughs> Dana DiMatteo would lead early, but also get passed by uh, Eric Burnt and Todd Owen early. Uh, Burnt would lead a few laps before Todd Owen said At least that, that one had passing. Yeah. <laughs> for the lead twice. Yeah. Uh, Burnt would lead a few laps before Todd Owen said that was enough, and he took control of the race. Team Chassis Pro had another decent outing as Anthony Flannery was in third challenging Burnt for second. But this thing went green checkered in yet another boring event, and Todd Owen brought it home another win. I believe he's also the point leader at Waterford. Oh, Adam Gator finished fifth, friend of the show. Yeah, he did. That's better yes, than the man. last two weeks. So he's really rattling off some my decent fishings. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Uh, hopefully, sidebar, hopefully the track can figure out a solution to make the surface a little more racy, just kind of, even if it's temporary. Oh, if it's a care. surface. I think it is because they're moving out of the groove now, so it's a surface issue. Well, they got to have more power. They're having too much car, not enough, not enough power. Every division's having issues with that, though, for look the at, most part. Yeah, look, every... at the, look at the SK lights, which we're going into. That had They had no power and too much car, and boy, was it just a single-file freight train <laughs> at the top of the racetrack. SK lights. Nick Hovey would lead the field uh, early and be chased by Zach Sangermano in second. Johnny O'Sullivan would get by Sangermano. I think he's the only one that made it pass. Yep, but uh, <laughs> by that time, the gap is uh, way too big for, to Hovey. Uh, another boring caution-free race saw Nick Hovey win his first SK Light race by pretty much a whole straightaway, and a little of his bad luck all season finally started to dissipate. At least we can have some success there for that kid. Yes, finally. Something finally, didn't break, something and he actually won. To him. <laughs> that's That's been a long time coming. I can't wait to see him get up and run at Stafford and Thompson in an SK Light, or an SK, whatever he's going to end up running. We'll see in the future. He's got plenty of time. All right, that moved us on to speedball trucks. This was an interesting race at the end. All right, Tyler Chapman would lead early and only a few laps in, as a strong challenge on both sides of him, basically, by Kyle Giro and Ed Ryan, which somehow, I didn't see what really happened. It would result in some kind of contact. Not sure if Chapman got loose or got hit to become loose, but he would spin into the infield. Caution flew. Didn't see anybody penalized, so I have no idea. Ryan inherited the lead for a few laps, but a spin by Sean Karen and a flat left rear with the magic restart button brought out another yellow. Uh, Ryan would get away, followed by Giro and Emma Monahan, as the race would string out a little bit, like every other race. But Giro would begin to reel him in late and be the only challenge to Ryan's dominance all race. Giro would pester the back bumper of Ryan and try to find a way by, with him eventually getting there. And he got to the bottom with two to go, and he got by him with one lap to go. But he passed him too quick. <laughs> Apparently, Ryan said, "I can do that too," and got Giro in the left rear going into three, and sent him into the Crystal Mall, and uh, managed to get the get back by him to take the win back from the clutches of defeat. So Ed Ryan won that race. No penalties issued. Well, um, no one died. No, no one died. No one spun. Apparently, so no penalty. Yeah, I mean, I guess Giro should have spun out. <laughs> That way it would have taken the win back if he was that vindictive. But that's not how Kyle races. He's just going to race hard. So that was exciting for the fans. I'm sure it wasn't that exciting for Kyle. But uh, it was for Ed Ryan. Good hard racing. Oh, you didn't do that to me, did you? (laughs) God, I hate that song. (laughs) Ah. All right. So small block supers I included because there was a 
big crash off the start in turn three. That was ugly. He wrecked oh. the dog food out of that one. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Jesus, he hit hard. Uh, at least in, involved at least two, three cars. And I'm judging off a race monitor here, but I think I it have was it. Jason it's Phillips. Jason Phillips in the 99 wrecked everything. Yeah, got he got he hit somehow, the, and it hooked him well, straight he, he into drove the turn in, three He wall. drove from the outside into the right rear of Scott Watts Sr., and more and, on him and later. which yeah in which that he tried to turn to you know try to save the car and just overcorrect it and he just went into turn three a metric frig ton yeah face first into face turn three just first ate the turn three wall which in a super it's like oh that's bad he went to the hospital and they said that everything is where they should be so they had know, to all probably the organs p- were in the right place they weren't all mixed around and his arms they, and legs were attached did they have to probably I was gonna he say, might be speaking in a higher register. I was going to say, did they have to Maybe. pry his testicles back out from his pelvis? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Gross. But, uh, yeah, no, and he was released soon after, so thank goodness he's all right. That's I'm good. glad for that. Also collected was the man with the best name in racing, Sparky MacGyver. Uh, I believe he was also collected, and he did not continue, which stinks. And I don't have the MacGyver theme right. Yeah, so. I know. It's not the same spelling, oh, well. but it is to us, and we don't care. Well, it should be. Yes, it should be. You'd sell a lot more T-shirts if it was MacGyver. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, I didn't really watch much of it because I was underneath my race car inspecting it for this week's race, but I saw Scotty Watts eventually, or essentially led the whole thing and won by nearly a second. Um, Cool. So it was, yeah, it was Scott Watts Sr. Mm -hmm. finishing first. Okay. Kenny White Jr. finishing second. And then Black Flag Podcast's own Bobby Timmons III finishing third. So it's generational. So it is. It uh, yeah, in order. <laughs> uh, we add new sounds every day. It's topical. It's generational. Yeah, well, B of P is lacking. He went. Usually, he gets second every week. <laughs> Ouch. All right. So we have Seekonk news. Can you believe that? I need music. I know. Oh boy. I don't have music for it. I know. We need some kind of music for Seekonk because we now have a Seekonk correspondent. And I need to give him a big shout out here because longtime uh, participant, I should contributor. say. Contributor. Contributor, yes. Yeah. To the only show. Only contributor. And only <laughs> fan who actually cares enough to contribute. Well, careful saying only fan. <laughs> you don't know what he does in his spare time. Sean Miner has uh, taken the task himself Seekonk results. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I appreciate it. And yep. uh, if we could pay you, we would. But we don't make any money doing this. I would so. love to pay him in beer. If I get a Saturday off and go to Seekonk, that'd be cool. Well, you only got like two weeks to do it. So <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble. Well, hopefully maybe I'll break my leg or We'll mail you some dog. beer. That'd be great. That'd be gross, actually. DoorDash. DoorDash him some beers. We could do that. All uh, right. Bubba so bring it. Probably too young. Who knows? Anyways, we have Seekonk News. Uh we have a new segment right at the end of the year, which is a perfect time to add one. Uh, but nevertheless, we have our self-appointed and much appreciated Seekonk correspondent, Sean Miner, reporting in on a Seekonk results. Now, this past Saturday was the first race for their new playoff-style format. <sighs> and it's certainly... <laughs> collective, a collective disappointed sigh among yeah, the three oh Making Likes podcast members. <laughs> It certainly just it certainly delivered on the drama. And with every deep sigh goes a year of our lives. Now, <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty! I have crippling depression. <laughs> oh man! 
I'll go into this. Here's the email he sent us. He says, and I quote, Before I dive into the racing, I'll start by saying that going to races at Thompson and Stafford have pampered me because I expect every race program to be run as efficiently as they are. Yeah, to be honest, it does us too. Uh, I come to Thompson directly from work and know that if my ass isn't in the grandstands by 6 p.m. sharp, I am missing this green flag at this uh, first heat race. Very true. They're very um, detail-oriented. They've been that way for a while. Decades. Yeah. Decades are very punctual. Yes, incredibly. And they really move the show along. Don't go down south. (laughs) Seekonk has not not even started doing opening ceremonies until 610. I think that's their thing. They're trying to get people who work to not have to take the day off if if that's a problem. But, again, it's I don't really know. They run Saturdays. They have to have some kind of reasoning. Or they're just not as punctual. I don't know. So there also has been... A delay in between heats and features because of sorting out lineups, and they are regularly waiting on one driver in particular who not only comes onto the track after three or four pace laps, but is given his original starting position. Granted, this driver does run in two different divisions, but they are the first and last divisions of the night. I'm not sure if my expectations are just higher, if I'm becoming a more older and more crotchety, but in conclusion, clone Scott Tapley. Okay, now... He goes into the rest of the results. We need like a field of Scott Tapley's, like minions. That just got a clipboard Throw and they're keeping in the to their notes and their schedules. Cabbage patch. <laughs> him, him and, can, we, can we mold him and Ricky Brooks together into one? Make a Petri dish and just Follow kind of mix the them science. together? Let's just make the baby batter happen. Mm. Do it. Don't say that. Somebody find some dried up egg somewhere. Ugh. Genetic engineering, get Dr. Mephisto and get this, that shit done. This isn't Jurassic Park, man. Ugh. <laughs> All right, let's get the results. Gross. The truck race was pretty uneventful with Rick Martin winning his sixth race of the season over Jake Venata and Mike Duarte. Is it Duarte or Duarte? Is that like his 473rd career win? No, nah, I think it's like 105 or something like that. Well, it's pretty close. So. Or 106 or pretty something. I don't know. He hit the century mark this year, right? Yeah. Anyway, Barry Shaw Jr., Brittany Campbell, and Amy Arsenault would all advance to the next round of the playoffs with opening day winner Mike Cavallaro and Daryl Church eliminated. That's kind of a surprise to see Cavallaro go out. Can I just say something? Yeah. Can we never, ever do the Jim Moore voice whenever you say playoffs? You didn't. I'm just saying. I know you didn't, but is that everybody the, is, else is that the in guy the entire world. That that, goes, the guy that goes, playoffs? Playoffs? I hate that. Thing. I can't stand that. It's unoriginal. It's not funny, and it's overdone. Please, over memed. Please don't do that anymore. Oh, I'm not doing that. No, you I didn't do it. Who it is. You, you didn't do it, Brett. I'm he was saying. an NFL coach, right, Jim Morrow? Yeah, for the Indianapolis Colts. And goes, and Playoffs? Like, yeah. He sounds like Dale Jr. when he gets really excited and annoying. Oh, good God. Yeah, yeah he was. Bad. He was incredulous, like the thought of the, the because the team was so bad. He's like, and a reporter asked him about playoffs once. He's like, he what, are you, you know, what are you talking about? What are you talking about playoffs? We're not making those. You know, so, yeah. So I'm just glad that we don't do that. Yeah. God. So, all right. So he says, I personally feel, this is Tyler's, or, I'm sorry, this is Tyler's words here, or Sean's words here. I'm not, uh, Tyler Owens, our other guy who. Everybody's named Tyler yeah, that's in racing. Tyler Miner wrote in here. <laughs> okay, let's go, Tyler. Sean Miner. Right. <laughs> Come on, Tyler. Get he says, <laughs> God, I'm confused. Tyler Jakes is waiting. and, and Quiet, and Tyler. I'm, I'm trying to read here. <laughs> Come on, Tyler. I personally feel, for, quote, I personally feel for Cavallaro, uh, who has had a consistent year until a part broke in a heat race 
a few weeks ago, sending him into the outside wall. Uh, he has been running a backup truck since and seems to have finally got it dialed in, but it really doesn't matter now. Yeah, I agree. That stinks because basically you just tossed your entire season away for a playoff format instead. It's like, oh, yeah, all this money I just spent. No, nah, I've, I've got nothing to show for it now because I had one bad week. Yeah, what what break wants to make someone want to bring him back for the next week? You know? Right. Yeah, other than just winning another, just winning a race, you know. Pretty much, you don't have anything else to work for. So yeah, whatever. He also says uh, the late model race was fairly uneventful, with Jacob Burns passing Josh Hedges on the outside to take the win. That's not, eventful. Not even familiar with Jacob Burns, but I'd have to go to Seacock more, I guess. Jerry D. Jerry D. Gasper would finish second. Um, Hedges placed third. Richie Murray, Vinny Argando, Mark Jennison, Chase Belcher would all advance, while Jeremy Lilly and Paul Lallier would be eliminated. I believe those are all sportsman graduates. Yes. Okay, speaking of sportsmen, the division had a field of 28 cars show up, resulting in the first Concy of the year. Wow. Damn. They only start... I saw they had a Concy. That was pretty impressive. That's pretty awesome. I love the Seekonk Sportsman. They just they put on a great show. That that division has been amazing for years. To me, that's the best class there. They started 24 cars and started with a wreck at the front of the field, resulting in damage to playoff drivers Adam Petty and Chad Baxter. Petty himself would ignore a black flag for speeding in the pits, resulting in a DQ early in the race. Ooh. Self-imposed. You can't do that. Don't do that. The, don't do that. Where is it? It's coming. Freeze. <laughs> don't do that. So is Christmas. I, I don't say it too All quickly. you kids watching right now wanting to get to this level, don't do that. Chad Baxter had a tire go flat and stopped on the track, resulting in a yellow. Miraculously, Baxter got his car refired as soon as the yellow lights came on. I say that all the time on the show. I yell at people for doing that. Uh... But I'd probably do it myself if I was in the points, too. Uh, anyway, anyway, he would pit. At least make it look good. Spin yourself into the infield. Do like, something, yeah. Make yeah, the guy make it push look you like off. you stalled. Don't just stop. Make the, make the push truck come and push you. That way it actually looks good. Although I will say at showtime down here, the in the driver's meeting, they tell you if you get a flat tire, pull it to the top and turn one and two and stop. At least they're trying. Okay. At least they're real about it, and they're like, hey, look. We just want to put on a show with the most cars possible. Yeah. At least they're honest about it. It's like, look, just well, pull when you over. only have four or five cars. Oh, yeah, you kind of need them. So, all right, he would pit and change the tire and resume the race at the rear of the field, but still on the lad uh, a lead lap. I can't speak. Um, Ryan Lynham would win with playoff contenders Scott Serendisky Jr. and Colby Lambert rounding out the podium. Baxter would rebound to finish fourth, and Craig. Nice. Craig Pianca, Ed Perry, and Tyler Almeida would all advance to the next round. <clears throat> Excuse me. Doug Benoit and uh, Adam Petty would be eliminated. So what do they do in the last three races of the year? It's 12-8-4? Probably, yeah, I would say. Uh, I don't really know the format. It might be 10-8-4. They might go four in the second to last race or something. I don't know. 10-6-3. <laughs> I don't know how they're doing it. We announced it on the show, and I don't even remember because I hate it so much. Remember, fifty-four percent of Americans are illiterate <laughs> and can read only at a sixth-grade level, including me. <laughs> so please, no more gimmicks, people. Keep it simple for us. I don't read a lot or write a lot. I just read names, numbers, and know where I am. Just throw it out my window. <laughs> I don't have to be academic. 
Finally, the Pro Stock race saw a decent field of 16 cars, which for the Pro Stocks lately isn't that bad. Kenny Spencer led the first 44 of the 45-lap feature with playoff contender Tommy Adams in tow. Spencer was noticeably slower, taking the Bandolero line, his words, uh, glued to the bottom of the track, and Adams would give him the occasional tap, but Spencer kept it glued to the bottom. With one lap to go, Spencer... Sorry, Spencer led with Adams in second, Scully in third, Dave Darling, and Mike Brightman battling for fourth. Bobby Pell in the third was fifth, and it appeared that Rick Martin and Colby Fournier would be the two eliminated from the playoffs. However, <laughs> in turn three, Adams gave Spencer a shot, sending the leader around. Spencer would clip Adams, sending him spinning across the track, only to be T-boned by Dave Darling. Both came to rest just before the start-finish line, knocking them both out of the playoffs. He ain't going nowhere. He's going fucking nowhere. Where you going? Nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. It's a great movie. Mike Bright... So, so I'll finish this out real quick. Mike Brightman took the win, or the white flag in fourth, but went on to win with Scully coming in second and Mark Jennison rounding out the podium. There's a gift for you, Mike. Take it any way you can get it. Right. Now... This is an aside from Sean. Sean sent us the video, and we got to watch it. We should post a link up to it if, we, if on the page. We really should, should start yes. being a little bit more more proactive, proactive and giving people more. Of which a way is to, weird coming yeah. from the person who is anti-social media. Fair. Yeah, that's why I do all of it. That's right. That's why it's, it's not very good either. Well, it's better than what I do. So mm. there you go. Just... Now I'll I'll go into that after I get done with. Uh, Sean's email here. Yep. He says, I have been going to the track weekly for the last 15 years, and this is the first and only time I can remember nobody rushing to the exits after the checkered flag at the last feature. Didn't that happen at the... Remember that ten? the first time they ran the $10,000 win pro stock race and every, everything went apeshit at the end? Yeah, that was crazy. And I think, I yeah. think Tom Scully ended up winning that because the leaders took each other out and he yeah, won We were there grand. that night. I filmed it live. Yeah. I, I, I got some, a lot of views on that too. Yeah, I remember that. Which is weird considering how many beers I drank. Right? But yeah, pee. I did remember that. He says... <clears throat> Race control took about 10 minutes to figure out the finishing order, and I would estimate about 75% of the crowd was still there. Okay. At the end of the day, they got what they wanted. I understand that it's easy to Monday morning quarterback it from the grandstands, but the fact that Adams never even attempted to make the pass on the outside boggles, boggles my mind. I also understand the desire to win, but finishing second would have advanced him to the second round. Say what you want about Darling and his attitude this year. We've said plenty. <laughs> but if you were him, would you even show up next week? That's the point. Yeah, I think Phil said that too. Yeah. Four wins on the season and now nothing to show for it. The soap opera continues this week. Good luck Wednesday, Brent. Ah, thank you. Double features. We're probably going to need a little bit of luck. Sean so Miner. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate it greatly because it's uh, very well detailed and you even included video of the controversy which is even more awesome if we could pay you we would but thank you i, I do appreciate it i know you two don't know who kenny spencer is he's won i've seen titles, him around a long time multiple races he's les rose's cousin that's how i know who he is and know we his know who kenny spencer is we, we've seen a lot of these guys around he is one of the cleanest 
drivers there is at that track. And as the leader, I don't give a fuck what line you want to take. You're the leader. You get to dictate what line you take, Tommy Adams. If your car was actually that much faster, pass him on the top. Bitch. Now, there... <laughs> Phil's words. So, okay. I don't care. That's, that's a coward move to just drive off into turn three. If you're really that much faster and you're just going to punt him in the last corner, you're a fucking coward. I agree. But... The panel agrees. Yes, we do agree. Now, you made a good point. There are numerous drivers out there who are idiots who believe that if you take a line that's lower than normal or you just keep driving your line and it ends up going across their nose because they're chopping their entry trying to get underneath you or, or some if you're reason. trying to maintain the race, the best racing line mm-hmm. so that you can't pass lap after lap. If you're doing it over and over, that's your line. If you're on your own... You can dictate your line, and it doesn't count as blocking. It just hey, we, doesn't. We saw Sean Monahan do it one night at the Speed Bowl in the SK with Keith Rocco on his bumper. Guess oh, who God won the yeah. race? Sean did. Oh, geez. Wonder why. Yeah. Now Rocco well, understood and respected it. Well, there was one time in 2012 where, uh, where Scott's where I took the lead of the race, and then Scott Sundin got in the second, and he came up. And just whacked the shit out of me coming out of turn four. Just almost lifted the rear tires coming out of the floor. So I just go, okay, you know what? Now no one's ever going to the bottom of the racetrack ever again. I hugged the apron of the racetrack and said, okay, if you can go to the outside, go ahead. So he's just there, there, tap, 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 you know, tap leaves in the tire going, you know, watching everything. And and uh, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to go into the turn and stop. Every corner. Every single corner. And I ended up winning the race. So guess what? That was, he thought, and then, you know, uh, Sunday thought I was blocking. And I go, listen, no, I was running that same thing lap after lap. But especially after you lifted the rear tires off the, off the yeah. pavement, I'm not letting you buy on the inside. You had the whole outside. I said to him. Yeah. We don't owe you anything. No. <laughs> if you if you're one love of those Scott, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, we love we love Scott. We love racing against him, but yeah. if you're one of those racers who thinks that you're entitled to a lane to try to pass somebody, you're not. You're just not. No one owes you shit on the race. Unless racetrack. you get there. Unless you're actually there, you aren't owed shit. You have to it's have not, position. Yeah, it's not actually blocking unless you're next to someone and they drive you into the wall or the grass or whatever, you know? It's not yeah, blocking. C- That's their C-Cong's lane. It's like 70 feet wide. Go around them on the top. Yeah. If your car is that fast, go around them. So, by the way, the internet is forever. And you can delete a post, but that might be after someone's already screen capped it. <laughs> <laughs> wonder who that person P.S. was. P.S. This is going to be the shaming portion of the show. Let me say one thing, though. I don't know Tommy Adams. I've seen him race a bunch of times, and this is the first time I've ever seen him do anything like this. Yeah, he uses the bumper, but it's Seekonk. Right. He used the bumper. But it's he a didn't really just small use track. the bumper. He just drilled Kenny, and that's what pisses me off. That's not respectful. Yeah, he race with pounded respect. the back bumper. He, he, yeah. he got frustrated and lost his cool, and that was the end of it. If you, Just like you said, Brett, mm-hmm. if he had just finished second, he would have moved on. Yep, now no problem. what does he have? A public temper tantrum. 
And I quote from a deleted post, because, again, the Internet's forever. And it's an assumption of guilt, I assume. <laughs> Posted by Tommy Adams, he says, We'll never be back to Seekonk Speedway. They got what they wanted, which was the title of the email. The Zero sucks. No. Blocks 44 laps, and the last lap drives the mini cup line and goes in on the brakes to hold it from going into the third groove. Loses it and takes the two fastest guys out. Fucking joke, clown emoji. We are going for a championship, not a race to win. Get the fuck out of the way. Was settling for second to make it to the next round. Not dump him for a win. That means nothing. Hashtag Scully for the cup. Again, you are not entitled to a line to pass the leader. The leader. Did he say he was settling for second? It sure as hell didn't look like it when he was yeah. ducting deep in the back <laughs> bumper of the zero car. His front bumper gave him a colonoscopy. He said, <laughs> basically, by reading this, he says that the zero car just dumped the brake and spun himself out across his nose. In my mind, so I'm like, no, you ran not into at him. All. If you were settling for second, you would have just let him go and not even made a chance at him or even tried to make contact with him. You would just let him go. You're telling me that he was so slow that you had no choice but to run into him. As the leader, he was that slow. I don't think so. I'm really doubting that. Um, and then he says he loses it. It's like, well, yeah, because now your front bumper is a completely different color. <laughs> Come on, dude. Blocks 44 laps. No, he ran his own line. I don't think you really have a lot of room to block at Seekonk because it's a circle, essentially. Can't be wandering all over the place blocking. Yeah, what did he? What do you mean block? Did he run against the, the grass the entire way around? No. And even if he did, if you're not next to him, it sucks to be you because he's entitled to whatever he wants to race. To, to me, that screams lack of racecraft, too, because... You're not going to run the bottom bottom there because you're never going to make the corner. You're just going to wash up in the center unless you park it. And right. it's clear from the couple things I've seen, he, he wasn't doing that. He was up off the bottom. He was running a lower groove, but he was running a groove he was comfortable with to keep the lead. A lane down is a protecting line. Run into the corner, a car width high, drive down the banking, and when he shifts up, just drive underneath to his door. He's got to concede at that point. Well... That didn't happen because apparently he blocked the whole race. Yeah. <laughs> last lap. The last lap was really what happened here. He just, you know, the the guy in the lead completely self-destructed. It wasn't Tommy's fault uh, by his mention, I guess. Um, again, I, I, he again, he deleted the post eventually. But, uh, yeah, don't, don't. He just goes out and attacks the guy he spun out. If you're the state police and you show up to a scene of a rear-end accident, who's at fault? Well, yeah. It's the car behind. Right. He was he was getting lit up pretty good in his post, too. That's probably why he deleted it. Nobody right. was really for him. They were kind of giving him well, shit. I know that I make all the best decisions when I'm very emotional. So <laughs> Yeah, right? I don't that's, post that's, shit on Facebook like that's this That's why anymore. I post on Facebook all the time, especially when I'm emotional. No, I, I don't. <laughs> No, you know, and that's not. the thing is that you know you got you, you got emotions running everything, and it's just one of those things. And well, I wouldn't have even minded if he just got into him a little bit and wiggled him up the track, drove by, and won the race. But just drive in there ten men and drill them. Come on. Yeah. Well, it's because the zero ran the bando line. Remember? 
It's not so, his fault. I, I will say that off topic a little bit, it still wasn't as bad as what uh, Jake Garcia did to William Solovich at oh, Tri-County Speedway this weekend. Not even close. Or Garcia one, just flat cleaned him out and wrecked him. What about and the then one he got awarded Road. the win? Oh, and Thunder Road. That was even. I don't know what. That's, I don't really know what happened there. If the guy wiggled or if he just flat doored him. It looks like he just flat kind of just like it, it came off the corner a little too hard and used the other guy's door in the yellow car, and then the room ran out and then the wall was there and then sparks flew and. Fuel tanks ruptured, and then car upside down on fire. You're upside down on fire, and you're in the hell trouble, of a way Bubba. to win the race. Yeah, that's technically one. he did give the win because the other guy was penalized. So yeah, it's it's just uh, congrats yeah. on your destroyed race car. Here's a trophy. Crap. Emotions, social media, everything doesn't mix, and I think that's the end of that. Yeah. So, racing is an emotional sport, and I get it. I've been mad inside the car too. Hell, I moved Larry Barnett out of the way at Thompson one night, and Larry's he doesn't lay a bumper to anyone he's the cleanest damn driver in that division but how dare you i don't know don't don't wreck people for the win it never works out there was no no situation where he was going to advance to the championship the second he drilled him in the rear and spun him out there was no no chance nope it was over by the time he made contact and uh honestly he has nobody to blame but himself yep you really don't i'm glad he deleted the posts but we can still use it I'm as an example. Found of, it. I, I hope you learned. Glad from that it, somebody found it. Like I said, I've seen him run some really good races, win some races. He seems like he's a decent shoe. Just use your head. Yeah, it's when you're looking for somebody to blame, and just me keeps coming up. It's not a great feeling. So Sometimes don't try to just deflect. Just accept it. Just own it. You're better off just owning it. Yep. Trust me. All right. All right. Moving on. Yeah, let's wrap this up. All right. What the hell did I do? Anyway, sorry. I heard a buzzing over here. Me too. Uh, let's see. I had uh, no notes for the truck race, but I think... Uh, I did. Good, because I don't. I didn't even get to watch it. I mean, most of it was pretty much uneventful. Another truck, just another vehicle, NASCAR racing vehicle, spontaneously caught on fire. Really? Yeah, yeah. Brett Moffat caught on fire driving for Austin Rex Weekly. Really? Yeah, he caught fire. Hmm. But he, but luckily he got put it out. And the forty-two of Carson Horseface of our at the end of the race, he had a, a strategy where he was trying to run for fuel mileage. But hmm. you know, the clock struck midnight, and his stupid truck turned into a dump pumpkin. And oops. And uh, well. That ended his night, and he had to win and get in, or else. And he was leading, and then he wasn't. Leading on the last lap. Yep, that sucks. Crushing. Nothing nothing put a bigger smile on my face than seeing that kid fail. Yeah, crushing. Sorry, kid. You and Matt Crafton are out. I just don't understand why people love this kid so much. I don't. They like him and his big, doofy hats. Is that all? Because he's not that great. He can't close a door, um, much less a race. Remember that guy from Waiting? Which one? The one that never talked until the end, and then he showed everyone the goat. Oh, yeah, that guy. He kind of looks like him. Then that guy was also on Geeks and Freaks, I guess. I think he. the only yeah. line he had in there was like a gay slur or something like you that. You guys are, yeah. <laughs> but it was funny and topical you at the time. You guys suck. And, yeah, he looks like that guy. Mm. <laughs> he does, yeah. Yeah. 
Watch that movie if you've ever worked in food service in your life. Yeah, don't the original one, not the not the sequels that they failed horribly at. So yeah, that was about it for him. He was done, and he always has like he posts these like self-deprecating posts that are just kind of sad. It's like and depressing. It's like, oh man, I'm just so you know sorry we couldn't do it. I'm sad. It was all my fault. Blah blah. He's so down on himself that people are like, oh my goodness, I can fix him. Teen angst. It's just teen angst. Teen angst. It's bullshit. That's what. It's like, good God, I don't care. You. F- you just failed. Don't cut yourself, okay? Please, yeah, please. You, you need to that. eat something because you're obviously anorexic. Well, no. when I was set, when I was that age, I was about that skinny. Yeah, Hard well, to believe, I you should have ate something too. So, well, yeah, I know. Oh, he made up for it. Four thousand gallons of beer later. Yeah, I definitely figured it out. Jesse so. runs on alcohol. It's his power cells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so. gained a hundred and something pounds since then. So yeah. Anyway, it's all man. So. <laughs> You want to wrestle? <laughs> no, thank you. So, uh, who won that race again? Uh, John Hunter Nemechek didn't he win that? Yeah, he won that. All right, and that was like their first. What was that? Their their last of that playoff round or something? I haven't been paying attention to the trucks the, like the, at all. You see, the thing is, is that the playoffs or was are it the start different. of the playoffs? It's like they're like the third round or whatever. There, this was an elimination race, Brent. Oh, it was? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, Carson. Well, Horse they run less races, I guess. So, Horse Face Savar and Craftsman are out. See, I don't understand why NASCAR doesn't have everything done equally. Because yeah, they used to, I thought. You, you, they don't have them at, done at the same time. Like the playoffs start at different times, hmm. and it's confusing. They finish at the same time, at least. Yeah, it, it's just confusing. Is it, you don't need? We've already been through why you don't make race fans more confused. Okay, don't make it confusing. Yeah, fifty-four percent of them are illiterate. Yeah, and they can only read <laughs> a sixth-grade level. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh God. So, all right, you want to hear boring? <sighs> Let's go to the Xfinity Series race where it was the sh- sure. Go ahead. Shortest race I ever saw in my life because nothing happened. I think Ty Gibbs led, and then Noah Gregson led, and then it rained, and, uh, and then it was over. They only made ninety-four of two hundred laps. 94. They didn't even make it to actual halfway. Did the fan get his money back in the grandstand? I kind of hope so, but no, probably not. Knowing NASCAR, they said, you know, this was uh, full distance. That's no refunds, enough. fan. Yep, sucks They to wouldn't me. even let Noah drive out and do a burnout on the front stretch for all 23 people that were still there. It's 23 is little <laughs> insane. I know, dude. That's, that's crazy. That's being it? generous. So, yeah. Uh, so he that? won. Uh, technically, Somebody the, get the kid toilet paper. He's got some. He'll be good. Uh, technically, the end is either uh, the end of the race comes either at the end of stage two or at halfway, which I don't know if it's ever been the same at any point in the history of the <laughs> stupid stage racing. I guess some more notes if you want to do that before the cup race. Yeah, we'll do that. Go ahead. Because you know? the IndyCar series ended as well. Yeah, they they ended and ended up being Will Power winning the race and whatnot. It yeah, he won kinda, the title. He won the title. I mean, it was un, uneventful. I think New Alex, Garden was the only guy that Alex Below won the race. Alex Below won. He won his uh, legal fees. Yeah, he paid for five minutes of his lawyer fees there. Yeah, pretty much. And New Garden was the only guy that could really catch New Garden was fast, but he had a yeah. bad qualifying thing and yeah. ended up coming up short. So it was kind of uneventful. Because they were at Laguna Seca, and I love Laguna Seca. So. Justin I, Marks won something. Justin Marks was actually in a race. Yeah, the Justin Marks team ended up winning something. Owner of Trackhouse Racing. Oh, well, part owner, I guess, or most majority owner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. One of the owners of Trackhouse Racing. Yeah, he won the Trans Am race at, at Watkins Glen. In the rain. 
in a douche-filled rain. It was from Showtime Motorsports. He started on the pole with every wet-ass lap. It was wetter than Florida out in Watkins Glen. It was bad. Yeah, just disgusting rainstorm. So that's cool. It was it was neat though to watch him win. You know, I mean, he did drive in the wet. He didn't just beat him; he spanked the shit out of him. Well, he, yeah, I mean, he was NASCAR level talent and won in the rain at the NASCAR race, and he's running TA cars. So hopefully, he's gonna have at least a little bit of um, dominance there. So and and some and he is a good talent. I mean, don't get me wrong. In a bright spot, also we have NHRA news. Oh, look at that. Mr. Brown goes to Washington. Antron Brown. Antron Brown. Not just because he's Brown. It just It's his last name. Yeah. Whatever, Brown. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and, yeah, he's so, I didn't want people to think you were being racist or anything. It's, it's no, his Mr. actual Brown. name. Yeah, yeah. Antron Brown goes. He went to Washington to testify. Like, literally right after he won the U.S. Nationals, which is the biggest race of the year. Pretty awesome. Yeah, so for top fuel. Mm-hmm. So he went and testified before Congress and uh, the United States Committee on Environmental and Public Works and stuff because of the uh, RPM Act. Yeah, he he's saying basically the long and the short is today saying that you know racing is dying and these EPA uh, clean air laws or whatever don't do anything and they're just killing a major industry it's billions and billions of dollars every year it's lots it's probably yeah. hundreds of thousands of employees you know racers it's and small businesses to manufacture and distribute and sell race car parts and he went and testified on behalf of that for congress for and a to long be, time to be completely fair no i don't believe that the government has any say over what we do ecologically like with the environment it's overstepping their reach. Well, it I'm, should be it should be private effort. We as a country, we're a blip on the radar anyway when it comes to that because we're not even the biggest polluters in the world. We're not even close, but we're, so, we're but we're more. China than, and India lap us. We could be completely one hundred percent. We're the best ones out of them all. We we do the best. We actually led the whole world in emissions reductions in one year, and it was one of the years that Trump was in office. So and it and it still is. A, it's a pee hole in the snow compared to what. Because we can we can pat ourselves we can pat ourselves in the back and say how good we are with clean air and stuff, but we all outsource all of our all of our technology and all of our manufacturing to those places. So basically, we're causing all the pollution by making China by having China and India make all our stuff for us. We're inherently we're yeah, <laughs> by doing proxy, it, but, yeah, by proxy, by proxy, we are major polluters and are hypocrites. My, and even, my favorite ones are the people that say, well, if we all work together, guess what? Why do you think there's wars? We don't work together. We don't fucking do that. Um, yeah, what, punishing our own people and telling them, no, you're not allowed to run a race car, even though the emissions is literally almost immeasurable compared to these other countries, uh, is you're essentially punishing people for the sins of the world, and that's not fair to us. Go after the people who actually do it. Yeah, you because know? the vehicles are that we drive on the road would not be able to be raced on mm-hmm. through modification and everything. That's what it really is for, and it really doesn't do anything. I mean, we run like ethanol-based fuels. I mean, that's corn alcohol basically. <laughs> it's not a, and we run like synthetic fuels. So it's not even it, half the time. It's not even like oil-based, like a crude oil-based, or what do you call it? Um, 
carbon based or whatever it is. So it's mm-hmm. it's like it's even gotten cleaner. It's basically, I'm going to finish this subject up right here. Okay, you go right ahead because I can't. I'm sorry. I'm going to say <laughs> that basically all it is is a political uh, resolution to punish anybody right of Joseph Stalin. That's all it is, and you will live in the pod. You will own nothing, and you will eat the bugs, and you will be happy. <laughs> I guess it's not really going that great for Russia right now, by the way. So, oh boy, <laughs> never was. No, I thought of course we not. got away with a whole episode without that song. We'll never get away with it. Never, never. Got any more news? Uh, so, pass the damn RPM Act. By the way, I'm done. We have a local senator here in Connecticut. Um, what's his name? Asshole. No, no, his actual name. That's not what it shows up on the voting list. Murphy. No, they're the senators. I'm talking Congress people. I'm sorry. Uh, Lieb, not Lieberman. What the hell is the other guy's name? Uh, representative. Blumenthal? No, he's a senator now. Uh, <laughs> can't spell. Levy? <laughs> Lieberman? He's been retired for like the 20 years. We're just that old. <laughs> this is why I live in Florida. Not Blumenthal, not Murphy, not Larson. Joe Courtney. There he is. He's our representative. He's got a woman's name for his last name. Yeah, yeah. girl's name. Shut up. Oh, oh. Anybody? Oh, oh damn it. <laughs> I just played myself. So, Joe Courtney, I sent him. This is news for everybody. I sent him. Arsenic? No. I wish. Anthrax? No, Anthrax. don't say that. I can't say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's a postman. It's not I good. can't say it. Uh, no, I sent word, him. I sent him emails. I sent his office emails asking him to vote for the RPM Act, and he replied to me saying, "No, I believe what the what the government's doing is right, and they should they should be subject to all emission standards." So I said, "Good, you just lost my vote then." Good. I hope you die. Yeah, and it's like I don't care how many good things you might have done for this area. I am now not voting for you because of this. This is not what I want. So. Anybody listening to the show, don't vote for Joe Courtney. He does not support the RPM Act. There. There's your voting <laughs> news from, from me, I guess. I don't know what the hell I'm no talking politics. about. No politics. No politics. Yeah, well, this pertains to whether racing exists or not, so we can talk about it. All right. I know we've done episodes on the RPM Act before, so cup race. It's, ready? It's, it's relevant, so, yeah. We'll do the cup race, I guess. Let's finish up with the cup and race. And let's hope that they actually do pass the RPM Act. Because it is an election year, it'd probably be the best way to pass it, and I'm still not going to vote for you. All right, so Bubba Wallace won the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas to become the 18th different winner in the series this year. Uh, throughout the race, I saw a lot of issues with cars losing tires. Right and rear ones, specifically. Mainly right rears. Looks like they didn't put enough air pressure in them. Yeah. They, Speaking of air. They brought a whole new tire construction to this race, too. And only specific cars had problems. I think uh, it might be one of those issues where people just didn't listen to Hoosier. Uh, not Hoosier. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not go there. Let's not go there again. <laughs> well, Neil Hoosier, Bonnet. Hoosier's never come back in this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> let's not talk about Neil Bonnet. No. Um, not listening to Hoosier on their recommendations because, you know, they're the people who make the tires and probably would Goodyear. Know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Same people. <laughs> Build more tires, Hoosier. Get off your ass. We're sick of these freaking restrictions. Anyway, moving on. Actually, recycle fault. them like NASCAR does. Retreads. <laughs> no, I think I heard somewhere that NASCAR takes all the 
tires from a cup cup in Xfinity weekend and they bring them back to or Goodyear takes them back and they recycle like 60% of the materials used in the construction. Of the yeah, tire. they do that, but they also mount and balance them for the cup teams and they're the ones who handle them. So the cup teams can't get a hold of them until race day. It's all very well managed. So um, anyway, the cup. Uh, let's see here. Kevin Harvick got in a wall hard off of turn four, about 34 laps in when he lost the air off his nose when um, Bubba Wallace and Ross Chastain were racing in front of him and came up in front of him. Yeah, they just slid up in front of him. I don't think he expected them to come all the way up with the proximity he was in, but they did, and it didn't end well for him. So We can't give Ross Chastain a kill for that because they never really made contact. Uh, Wallace did make contact with the wall. I think he might have lost a little bit of air. But that would be the only niche on his armor all day. Yeah, I kind of felt like Ross was chasing it up the track a little bit. I think they just got a little arrow loose and just kind of... Yeah. They were hard racing. Yeah. Just But everybody's going to jump and blame Ross. It happens. Um, Ty well, Gibbs in the old... 14 kills doesn't lie. That's <laughs> <laughs> tough to argue against. Uh, Ty Gibbs touched the wall. Oh, Kyler Reddick also got in the wall when his right rear went down. Ty Gibbs touched the wall, lost the right side tires, and then hit the hard wall. I think after the first pit stop and watching all those right rear tires fly, I'd be like, you know what? Let's put some more air in it and crank some wedge into that car. Let's uh, let's stick to this one. Yeah, let's figure this out. Wouldn't the car like you know get a little bit freer with more tire pressure in the right rear? Yeah, sure. Don't really care what model it is, you know. It should. It might burn off faster. So that's right. You gotta crank some wedge in that some bitch and put some tire pressure in there. Uh, Let's see here. Restarts were very busy. And uh, Harrison Burton and Coyle Joy found that out as they got together in one of those busy restarts and wrecked off in turn two. Kyle Busch would also lose a right rear off of turn four, spun it through the infield, uh, and painted the bottom side of his car white pretty well. Uh, I thought he got into the wall, but it was actually that. So, yeah, Bubba Wallace, he ran a damn good race. He, he started the top five all day. Started top ten, made his way to the top five. Alex Bowman and and William Byron also had really good days. They were up front leading very early after taking most of the summer off. Yeah, they weren't doing yeah. shit over over the summer. Not really. And now when it comes to playoff time, they raised their hand and said, "Okay, we'll 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 go to the front of the class now." Yeah, they were and very strong all day. Bubba's been running really strong in general lately, so they yeah, finally. I have uh, I have news on that as well. He's been on um, a heater. Yeah, again, they put together a great race. They nailed at the end. He was strong. They had good setups all day. The car never fell off that much. He executed strategy with the team. He nailed the pit stop. I think he on driver alone was one second faster than I think it was Christopher Bell who was in second place at the time. Yeah, I, I so saw the same thing too. He built a gap yeah. on his own. So that's just execution. Uh, and then he managed a gap. Didn't burn the car up. They just executed on all facets and he won the race. There's no other way to put it. He just kicked ass. Yep. Uh, when it's your day, it's your day. And they executed on all fronts, you know. By the way, I have statistics here. All right. Bubba Wallace has the best average finish of the entire cup field over the last 10 races. Oh. With an average finish of 10.1. We knew he was on a heater. He's been good lately. Yeah. Like, very good. Yeah. So, he with the best average finish over the last 10 races, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Bell and Chase Elliott are tied for second on that list with 11.6 average finish. Yep. So, that's... It's not going to quiet anyone. But... It is a step forward. So. And we will have, well, we're not going to do any more dark fodder with that. <laughs> no, I got it all out of our system. Yeah. And you like the fact our that plate I did. Is full. 
I like I said, I didn't <laughs> do them before because it was easy, but I got twenty three of them today, so that's going to be good for a long time, unless he wins a title at some point in his career. Yeah, now credit where credit's due. Got to give it to him. Well, he ran a great he ran race. A great race. There was an F1 race that apparently ended controversially. I didn't watch it. Who gives a fuck? I don't have no idea what that is. I think it was at Monza. They've lost me at this point. They were fun for a while, and then just stupid rules. When Max Verstappen wins 11 goddamn races in one year, and they have a caution. It's one guy every year, dude. Yeah, it's always one guy who wins double-digit races every single year. It's like Lewis Hamilton won everything for the last five years, and before that it was like, uh, Vettel, and then yeah, Sebastian that, Vettel, and then um, you know, what's his name there? Jensen Button. Was yep, one. he would do that, and um, so obviously Schumacher did it for decades. Yeah, so it's it's the same. It's yeah, all the Schumacher time. was actually talented. He was well. Talented. It was a different era. The cars were much different to drive. It's you know a little now more. Now they're the just remote hands. control cars. Oh, essentially. I mean, it's yeah. all in engineering. It's all engineering. There was some interesting news that I did find. I don't know if you've heard about this, Phil, because I know you're the only other one that actually follows Formula One. And there's plenty of talk about Colton Herta and stuff. Oh, with yeah, getting a all super that and and That's on various different podcasts. I don't want to go into it. I don't even. I didn't even take notes on it. I don't care. I, I have him. I just don't don't care right now. Did you hear about Alex Albon, though? He's a Williams driver. Williams is still no, a company. No, I didn't hear it. Uh Apparently on September 10th, which was Saturday, he was admitted to San Gerardo Hospital in Italy, and he underwent a successful laparoscopic surgery for appendicitis. Oh. Yeah. But it gets worse. He went to a third world country hospital. (laughs) Italy's third world now? Well, it kind of always was. I always thought it was. I'm sorry. (laughs) Once you go fascist, you never go back. Well, look what what happened to Amanda Knox, okay? Oh, yeah, let's not go there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Third world country. You can't take my shit seriously if you're going to do that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll stick with that one. Yeah. Following surgery, Alex suffered an unexpected post-operative anesthetic complications, which led to respiratory failure. See? A known but uncommon complication. He was intubated and transferred to intensive care for support. How did support. they keep their hands that still all this time instead of going I need a suture. Give it to this. Give it to breathalyzer. Knocking everything over and smacking people. Yeah. He made apparently he made excellent progress overnight and was able to be removed from mechanical ventilation yesterday morning which was probably Sunday. See everything with that country is all about high drama. I, I mean, know. they got to make everything out of fucking drama. He has now been transferred to a general ward and is expected to return home tomorrow, which is probably today. I'm not sure when this was released. September 12th. Actually, tomorrow is uh, yeah when this will come out. So, um, let's see. He, there were no further complications. His focus is on recovery and preparation of the Singapore Grand Prix later this month. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, don't. Th- he's like thanks to the. Uh, support he received, including from nursing, anesthetic, and ICU teams. Don't thank the anesthetic teams. They're the ones who gave you respiratory failure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for almost killing me. Thanks for saving me after you almost killed me. <laughs> Congrats. Congratulations. So anyway, there's your update for F1. It was not, eh, whatever. The guy won his 11th race, whatever, boring. We'll see probably better racing next year once engineering and these teams get a little bit more... Uh, Whatever. We'll That's what on. they say all the time. Yeah, who cares? 
So that's the end of the show this week. I don't have any more notes unless anybody Thank else God. has anything. No. <laughs> Thank no. God it's over. You can find this podcast on every major podcast network. You can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. You can send us feedback like uh, the two guys we mentioned earlier, and you can be featured on the show as well at, uh, let's see here, we're at Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail because you can tell we play them on the show if you leave one. Anchor.fm slash Making Laps, select the voicemail option. It's easier to do from your phone, too, if you really don't have any kind of microphone or anything. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BrentGleason01. You can find me on YouTube at YouTube.com slash BrentGleason. You can find Phil at... At Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can find Jesse on this show. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Don't find him anywhere else. I'll be on a brown truck delivering your race car parts. More than likely. After you wreck your stuff. In, in two races in a row. Yeah. Boy... How do we end this show? Well, you guys ended pretty early, so... We don't need to speed it up. Say it nice, or else you're on probation. <laughs> Try again. Keep the door side down, stay out of face. Thank you for listening. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> I appre- don't tickle him. That's going to make it worse. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it.